Hello again, it is I, your friendly neighborhood AI here with a message just for you. Here it goes. Discologist is produced in partnership with you. Yes, that's right, you. We couldn't do this without your help. So if you enjoy the conversation you're about to hear or have enjoyed any of the over 500 episodes that have come before it, please consider supporting us by clicking in the link in the show notes that says support. Easy, right? Now that the business is out of the way, it's time to party. Are you ready? Let's get on with the show. Stuff is they don't cheer, they don't get paid. <laughs> um, no, that's not that. Okay, guys, you got a bunch of got a bunch of ten ninety nines clapping for yeah, you for sure. <laughs> Turn it on. All right, all right. Um, this is a weird episode for us, I think, because have we done this before? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Um, for people who are new to the show. We used to do the show out of my basement in Washington, D.C., and it was a nice, like, studio. It was appointed with this carpeted, so it sounded a lot better, um, or, or less echoey, um, uh, and it was just a good time, right? You know? It could, yeah, it yeah, really was. Um, and there's, like, 400 of those, if you want to hear what that is like, and I think that vibe comes through. But in 2017, uh, we had not for whatever reason, talked about the Grateful Dead yet. Now, right. listeners may also know that you and I uh, went on, I produced it, uh, and we made a show with our friend Casey Ray called Dead to Me, uh, which Correct. will remain eternally unfinished. Um, this, the first season was, was um, both seasons are great. I love both seasons. First season was uh, him talking to people in the dead's orbit, you know, and coming to it like as a yeah. person who came to the dead late in life uh, and, and really trying to figure this out and not like the hipster thing. I mean, we just talked about Steely Dan, like a similar movement happened, but it's not, it's not that it's, right. it's legit. Like just like, Hey, I'm 40. And all of a sudden I'm really into the grateful dead for, for no yeah. other reason, which is, which is a good place to end up, I think. Um, and then the second season though, we did the unthinkable and went through all of the studio albums we did. Was, we made. We made it. We made a case for people to to check those it was out. Quite a journey. Uh, if you haven't checked into that show, you should. But also, uh, my verdict, the short version, I love the studio albums. I actually like the studio albums. I think more than the live shows now. Uh, oh well, that's too. That's you've gone too far. Then you've gone too far. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Scratch no, no, no. this whole thing. Well, this yeah. is starting to sound like the, the episode that we're about to play. Um, but any, any, <laughs> um, in 2017, uh, you, me, and our friend Andre, um, who actually started the old show with, uh, hung out in my basement. I can't remember if we had like a bunch of edibles or we were just drinking beer or something. But we're like, we want to talk about this box set that came out then. Uh, called Get Shown the Light. And it was all the shows mm -hmm. around the classic Cornell show. And uh, right. it's it's a big it's a big volume for anybody to digest. Uh, and honestly, I don't know. I know we obviously were like, you should check it out. But I don't know like how if we were like, you need to check out this is definitive. This is definitive. This is definitive. Right. That I don't think that's the point. Listen to dead shows. Um, I can say, yeah. I can say after going back through this and growing for almost a, uh, shit, like six years now, 
It's been six yeah, years. Yeah, for six years. Uh, my perspective is a little different <laughs> on the dead. And I think yours probably is too, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but to hear us talk the way we were about it uh, was super fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like, like young Kevin, young Eduardo, and then ageless Andre. <laughs> Well, you and I have some seasonal listening habits. Yes. Right. Like you'll sort of, um, and, 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 and for me springtime, um, and I think I, I think I talk about this on the episode, which interestingly I haven't listened to since it, since, you know, I, I heard the episodes around the time they came out. So, um, it's going to be fun for me to re-listen to these. Spoiler, spoiler people. It's four hours long. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) long. Um, but you know, I tend to think of springtime especially as just being, you know, perfect grateful dead weather um i love to throw on like a you know either like a very like uh one of those like bloated you know spring 1990 kinds of shows where the sounds are all like sort of like big and the drums are super wet or like a really tight crisp 77 um early 70s 73 something like that and just sit outside on a nice day we did this so many times, yeah. I think, at your old place yeah. where that was just sort of a given. We're going to hang out outside, like we're going to be drinking beers around a fire pit or whatever. We are almost certainly going to be listening to the yeah. dead. Um, and that's and 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 with, within our group of friends at that point, like Grateful Dead shows kind of like threaded the needle between, you know, like no one really objected to them. They were all like, you know, everyone liked it. It was interesting to find people like uh, Mike and Dave from the, the band The Caribbean. Who ended up yeah. being like big dead fans. We we for this episode we were gonna pick one of the two dead episodes. One of them we we actually did in the dark, not the dead to me day in the dark. We actually did it. It's really good, but you weren't on it, yeah. and that's why I didn't. I was not on. But it. like, but but yeah. uh, Dave and Mike from the Caribbean were, and so you have these people that are entrenched in like the DC DIY uh, Discord thing that also are like, hey, we're deadheads, and we're also Steely Dan yeah. fans. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's a unifier. I can think of like yeah. two people. I, I don't often try to convince people to listen to a band, really, aside from what we do here. Um, I can only think of two people that are just like flat out nah, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. You're allowed. You're you're allowed to dislike the dead. To be clear, yeah. to be clear, no one is required to like yeah. them. But um, but these sets are are something you said you need to go listen to them again. I I have been listening to them again. Cornell, I've heard so many times. I, I can't even. Yeah. Uh, it, it's considered the holy grail of shows, and uh, I believe Buffalo is too, one of them. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo for me is really high on 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 my list. Um, the entire run, you know, you know what's interesting about the run, thinking about it in hindsight, is that over these four dates, you see a lot of similarities. You know, nights one and three are similar. Nights two and four are kind of similar. That being said, nights three and four are clearly just spectacular. Um, yeah. Nights one and two were no, you know, they're they're really great shows, and and frankly, most May seventy seven shows, um, as you'll hear us talk about, like that, like those are generally considered to be a a a version of the of the best the Grateful Dead could yeah. be. Uh, you can argue about seventy seven versus uh, seventy three, seventy four. Um, there are, um, and I love these people, people who really push for like the late eighties, early nineties, the eighty nine ninety as this sort of like peak creative period uh, before. <laughs> yeah, before before Brent's uh, before Brent's untimely passing, um, but but anyway, May of seventy seven is certainly considered like one, I guess, platonic ideal of what the Grateful Dead could be, and you're about to, I think, hear why. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of us 
uh, basically just being nerds. You know, I know yeah. we, we've tried to keep these shows short, uh, and partially I think it was because of this, this taping. It was so long we yeah. broke it into two parts when we originally published it, but now I've edited it back. It's almost four hours long. Um, the songs we play are, are expanded. You get to hear some great stuff like uh, there's a solo in Peggy O that Andre is super fond of. Um, and, and when yeah. he says in this episode, like it shaped how he plays as a, as a guitar player, that's a real thing that happens when you listen to uh, these these live sets from the dead. You, you As a musician, you can sort of figure out new ways to think, form new neural pathways. And it just, it's not just about enjoying this music. It's about actually learning from it. And they're they're one of the few bands I think that you can really do that. They're they're worth uh your scholarship. So uh there's gonna be a set break in <laughs> about an hour and a half. So we'll be back. Uh uh but right now let's head down into the basement, which is no longer ours, uh, and talk about the good old Grateful Dead. <laughs> we all we all dropped our tabs like three, yeah. three hours ago, four hours ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just be right kind of zone. peeking through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We've just been exactly. running around chasing cats, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, later, I'm going to be trying yeah. to herd them. Um, yeah. Did you ever hear the rumor of this sheet of acid that was uh, designed to look like Gorbachev? And like he had that big mole on his forehead, and yeah. that was supposed to be the like most concentrated. What the most concentrated what? tabs on the Gorbachev sheet were supposed to be <laughs> like forehead mole. <laughs> I don't know why I just remembered that, but the, the, Roger Ailes is dead. There's no more need for fake. Yeah. Come on, Eduardo. Um, no, whether or not we're tripping our face off is for you to decide. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're never going to really tell you that. Uh, that could be damaging to your careers. Maybe. Nah, it wouldn't hurt mine in the least. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, what we are here to talk about uh, today is is something – first of all, we haven't really done a dead cast. No. I think uh, we've um, mentioned them on 50% of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily, yeah. easily, easily on 50% of the episodes. Yeah. But we also, uh, we did the, uh, the the dead album, the... The 30, 30 the, Days yeah, of the 30, Dead. Yeah. Oh, the 30 Days, yeah. Yeah, um, we, we did that, but that was, yeah. that wasn't specifically about the dead. So uh, we've been talking a long time about doing a dead, I mean, you just, we're all dead fans. Yeah. I, I don't know people who are serious music fans who aren't dead fans, but uh, that's something we can talk about in, in a little bit. It's a tell. It's an important tell, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. the type of music fan that someone is. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a standard it. litmus test yeah, yeah, that I is, think everyone yeah. sort of puts out. So, but what you, uh, you know, we're not we're not going to talk about the uh, the concerts with Trey on guitar. We're not going <laughs> to review that album. Like, why would we do that? Like, th- th- there hasn't really been a chance to, like, talk about it because it's, unless you're doing, which we may get to, a whole podcast just reviewing all these, like, live releases, and that's all yeah. you do. It's basically a dead hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- there's no new music from them. There's no... No, right. Uh, no. So you sort of have to figure out, and we've been trying to figure out now for almost 300 episodes how to do it, Luckily, uh, earlier this month, uh, they sort of delivered uh, a gift in in, in that respect, Uh, a box set called Get Shown the Light, which contains, amongst other things, what is considered the best Grateful Dead show of all time, Barton Hall. It's something I know we all had. You probably have it on tape. Oh, Uh, yes. Multiple versions that were worn out over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, Eduardo, when we were at, was it Brooklyn Pint? 
That's right. And you told right. me that this was coming out. And I was like, I need to go sit <laughs> down. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, need, yeah, I just yeah, need yeah. to take a moment to myself. Like, yeah. this has sort of been, there's been a lot of long waiting, I think, for people that have been, you know, have an interest in the Grateful Dead and, and you know, for a long time. This has always been one of those yeah. sort of moments when, when people have been happen? waiting. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, and, when? And, and there was that tease of when they put out the the uh, Tetrapin show mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, which was 52877. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, uh, they were sort of saying, well, there's really nothing that special about 58. Like, 528 is just as good. Like, All of May 77 is. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, you, and, and, like, that felt a little bit like a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact that 58 yeah. is awesome. I, I have heard <laughs> it. It's yeah. not like we right. haven't heard it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then when they said that and Terrapin came out, I was like, this is pretty good. This yeah. Is, this is yeah. good for May 77, sure. but it's not 58. It's not Cornell. Sure, sure. <laughs> right. Well, they also released, uh, which I enjoyed, a, uh, a run from 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those on my yeah. birthday yeah. from Red Rocks. Yeah, right. And, That's and, right. And the Red it's, Rocks. A stun, it's a stunning show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different. Yeah. Um, but these are all from 77. Yeah. Which is generally considered the sort of Shangri-La of, of the Grateful Dead's, right? It's it's kind of this perfect inflection point in their career. Yeah. Um, it, it has all the good things from like the rockin' earlier, like 72 and 74. Yeah, it's it's nodding a little bit toward what's going to come in the 80s. Uh, it's get, hinting at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Jerry with the envelope filters and all that doing all all his sort of <laughs> disco is, dead thing. Yeah, yeah. But Brent's not in the band yet, so you don't have like the coked out organ <laughs> playing going on. <laughs> <laughs> Shake, Shakedown Street had not been released, so yeah, disco yeah, dead yeah, was still yeah, was true. still yeah. not not quite a thing yet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they really, um, you know, they sent this out to their listserv and it was really a I think the subject line was basically like Cornell is coming home. And, okay. the, and the story behind this is okay. that the band had lost, you know, the band didn't own the master tapes. And the yeah. reason uh, so many high quality shows from uh, 77 exist is because of what is known as the Betty Boards. Yeah. Right. Which was sort of a trove of uh, mixes by Betty Cantor Jackson, uh, which fans bought out of like uh one of those like um storage uh auctions yeah. right and the fans yeah. bought yeah. and they put the tapes back That's into right. circulation and so sometime in the late 80s there was just this injection of like yeah crisp soundboards from 1977 mm-hmm. and i and and there's probably a bunch of different factors that contributed to this but that really i think because of because of our uh peers and our age group like mm-hmm. that was you know we all sort of came up as you got to know about the dead yeah. Uh, May of 77 was always the the thing that was right. The Holy Grail. Um, and anytime you got you got into a conversation, five, eight was always the always the go to. Yeah. So with much fun- fanfare, they announced this release and um, and we have the physical thing sitting in yeah. front of us. Yes. And it's it's <laughs> like so old school that they put this much effort into making yeah. a physical music product yeah and i think like uh, kevin will take some photos or go online yeah, and yeah, yeah. i know you know on dead.net or other places you can see pictures or videos of them unfolding what it is and yeah. the, the effort and yeah it's, and it's it's a remarkable package i mean yeah. it is uh it's the cds of all the shows that's when you got and mm-hmm. then when you say two books two books there's one book about cornell like, well, an actual book and, yeah like a hardcover printed <laughs> 200 page book, book. yeah, yeah not, <laughs> i was not, i went not, and looked not, at the not, page not yeah. double spaced like 48 no 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 this is this is you know if you were a listener who was not familiar with this this show or these shows or the grateful dead at all to think that someone could write a 200 page book 
on one concert uh, within mm-hmm. a band's career of of thousands of concerts that yep. they played. Yep, that sort of is telling of you know this the significance of this within you know the the catalog of the Grateful Dead or sort of you know from an anthropological yeah. point of view. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the Dead are very interesting, and I think that's sort of the the mystique of them. Mm-hmm. Is you can get very anthropological or scientific or mathematical about them in in many ways, and that's sort of the fun of it for some people is they like that sort of well, analysis. You can sit down and analyze them in a variety of ways. Yeah, and what's what's cool about it today is that much of the like conventional wisdom or the sort of uh, the things that we all hold to be true about the dead, like all these all these notions were formed before the internet. Yeah, right. They were yeah. formed like kind of peer to peer. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It wasn't like there was just sort of like a centralized repository of opinions about the dead and everyone went there and they were like, oh, this is the right way to appreciate this. Like it was, it was a constant. How did the old taper trees work? Did like they drop it in the mail and you copy it and then send it to the next person? Yep. Yep. You would mail people tapes or you had friends. You'd go, I remember going to and spending a lot of time with people, Mm -hmm. going to their house, looking through their tape collection, bringing my blank tapes and saying, hey, like, would yep. you mind? And sometimes we would just sit there and listen to the yeah. whole show while it's recording. Because kids, that's how you, yeah. that's how you dubbed tapes. <laughs> yeah. if, we have, if we have yeah. young listeners. Because you right? didn't want to do the high speed dubbing. No, because that because... degrades the quality. Exactly. <laughs> so you, gotta, so See? you have your stack of XL tubes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So there's so, a whole, there, yeah. this was the type of conversation. And the interesting thing, you know, talking about anthropologically is that you would sit and have these conversations. And you would, there was this space in which you would talk about it yeah. as you're listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. And then you would get your copy and then you'd go home and you listen to it. And then you would maybe forward that on. And yep, yep. there was this, this whole community built around trading shows uh, via tape at that time, mm-hmm. which then moved into the CD world, which, and that now yeah. it's just digital. Now it's just all online on the archive. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I actually think file sharing made this, um, a little bit more complicated for people because you yeah. you started to have like mislabeled things in circulation. So I oh, so yeah. so I think I had like several. I I think I download like once I started doing some of the file sharing things, I kept looking for for Cornell and Buffalo yeah. and and a couple of other shows. And I think I downloaded several shows that were not those shows, and they yeah. were just mislabeled files. Oh, or whatever. Okay, okay. So so it's sort of like unless you were on uh, a very uh, kind of exclusive uh, community. Sure. You were, uh, the, the quality control went right out the gate, which well, is... I, I think even if you were, I mean, if you think back to uh, a site called Etree, I don't know if it still yeah, exists. Mm-hmm. It, it does, it does, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the archive was not really built. The archive, and we'll have links to both of these in the show notes. The yeah, archive yeah. is basically uh, the live music archive. As people have donated, like, tapes that they found, uh, copies of it, tapers yeah. frequently, because bands still allow taping, they will frequently just upload their show right to that. Yeah. There's some other sites out there, like Dime a Dozen, Tapers Den, mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. the big one was E-Tree. And the hilarious thing about uh, E-Tree for that, and and uh, and it has to do with CDs, is that, so the way I always used to catalog these stuff, and if you look back through my iTunes uh, everything is done as one show. It's track one through twenty-four. It's not disc one, disc two. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's how I do it. But like other people like it to be split up into that because a lot of times they split the sets. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the first set would be on the disc one, disc two, uh, second set on disc two, and so there was no real standard of of labeling. 
even as as yep. as maniacal <laughs> as these people were about their quote unquote standards, which sure, is a whole yeah. other hilarious yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you're talking about a soundboard, <laughs> you're you're a free air recording, which is either good or bad. And, yeah, you know, right. the, whether or not you encode it at the proper bit rate or if the transcode is not going to affect. It, like, yeah, the, but uh, you you didn't see uh, you just didn't see this. Uh, I guess the pro- proper nomenclature. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, yeah. So I think early on, um, when uh, uh, torrent sites started going up, there were a few that had very strict um, rules about how you would name shows, mm-hmm. right? And it was and 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 really, it was just so that the files would appear in chronological order when you sorted yeah. them in Windows. Like that's sure. that's that's why that yeah. why that exists, right? So you would so it would be year, month, date. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. But 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 again, the thing about that when you when when you when you were trading tapes is that most sets are less than ninety minutes. Most cassettes are ninety minutes. So you end up mm-hmm. with that delightful little filler, right? Yeah. There's always like two extra songs yeah. or something that someone would throw on and say, yeah. "Oh, well," like, and it could be a different band. It could yeah. be from a different show from the same run. Yeah. Um, and uh, the J cards, right? The cassette uh-huh. uh, inserts. Um, I remember uh, fondly. That um, my college roommate Evan Simpson, who's the only reason I know anything about the Dead, had um, for nineteen his his nineteen seventy four tapes the J cards. If you pulled the tape out, they actually had the replica of the Wall of Sound system okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. for the for the for the Wall of Sound yeah, tour, yeah, right? Yeah. And so and and you just saw like the entire setup, and it was just yeah. this tell, weird. Tell, tell me about that real quick, because that is an important part in the Dead's development. Yeah, and 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 that actually yeah. kind of brings us to to yeah. sort of this point. So yeah. nineteen seventy four, just about. Two two things almost broke the Grateful Dead. So yeah. one was this ridiculously expensive rig that they got together for 1974, which yeah. was the Wall of Sound, which was which is the sound system, all the speakers. Yeah. So yeah. just for people that aren't aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, built. you should you should Google the image. Yeah, like just Grateful Google Dead Wall it and of Sound, you find and, it. and you'll see. With the, which was the concept they wanted the people in the back of right. the venue right. to have the same experience in terms of audio quality right. as mm-hmm. the people in the front. They were very concerned about that. I, they, I yeah. believe that that was yeah, sort yeah. of the impetus of the idea to build this giant, you know, yep. exactly what you said. It's which, a wall which of kids, speakers. This is what happens when you take too much acid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is legitimately a spinal tap in <laughs> you, you sit around and you're like, you know, but, but yeah. so, uh, you know, contrary... <laughs> But I, but I think contrary to some of the stereotypes about the band is this idea that they were somehow like fossils that were stuck in time, which yeah. is which they were actually like technologically very forward looking. Oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. business wise, they're better capitalists than than any other band yeah. that's ever existed. Um, technologically, they were always looking for ways to like, how can I make my instrument sound cooler? Yeah, yeah. How can I how can how can we make a show in an arena sound good? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, turns out you couldn't, which is why most of those 90 shows are terrible. Yeah. Um, but but uh, so the wall of sound happens and it 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 nearly bankrupts the band because yeah. it's just so expensive to keep touring at this point. Yeah, they move it from one venue to the next. And yeah, it took like yeah. it took like something like, like three trucks just yeah, to move three semi trucks just yeah. to move it. Yeah, and uh, so that happens and they and they realize that they've created you know Grateful Dead corporation and they mm-hmm. have all these employees and people who depend yeah, yeah. on them to keep touring for a they living had a and they don't company yeah they yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah and um so. they did you know they did sort of direct uh, to consumer sales of tickets before yeah. that was ever really yeah. contemplated um and so after 74 they were exhausted from touring which they had to keep doing because they had to keep paying all these people and they decided to make the grateful dead movie yeah um, <laughs> which jerry garcia spent 
so much time mastering and tinkering with. Yep. And so for a band that was already kind of in the hole, like yeah, yeah. the movie just put them totally over the edge and they basically had to start touring again to be solvent. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, so which the, then, after the, after 74 and the movie, if you're not aware, is basically a live film of their last concert yeah, in 74. Like one of the Winterland shows. One of the Winterland shows or, Winterland shows, or yeah, maybe yeah. the combination of all the nights. So they... Mm -hmm. And at that time, they were taking a hiatus, and I think people were like, oh, are they done? Like, what's going yeah. on? And uh, I think they were taking a break. That's right. That's right. Know, from um, all of that. And, and, they, and it, they said they might not tour again. They weren't, they yeah, weren't, they weren't sure. They, they weren't just sure. sort of said, like, we're, yeah. just, we're just tired of this right now. Yeah. And, then, and so then it turns out that they needed to tour, and they, 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 they played a few shows in 76, I know. In 75, but, a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but 77 was really, I think, the first year where they were fully back, and they were fully, just, like, yeah. on the road for... You yeah, know, yeah. seven months out of the year. Sure. And at this something. point, they've been a band for, what, 10 years? Uh, about In 77? That. Um, 65 or yeah. so 65, is usually considered that, is it, that, When did the first album come out? Because I know 67. they were... 67. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were, they were doing stuff. They're hanging out with Kesey and, and stuff before that, doing the Yo, acid yeah, tests. Yeah, they were doing all the acid tests yeah. in 65 yep. and 66, you know, yeah. that same time period. Uh, they've been they've been a uh, a band for about ten years, so that's uh, I think it's almost like Gladwell's ten thousand hours. Yeah, like you mm -hmm. especially, and I think taking a break is good often for bands that reach that point. And they had uh, done a lot in that ten years. They had done a yeah. lot in I mean, that ten had, years. They had already completely almost reinvented themselves. Uh, right. you know, they went through their right. psychedelic, druggy, yep. really you know swirling psychedelic sound and into the really acousticy you know, folky yeah, kind right, of stuff right. in the early 70s and then into the really jazzy stuff in the, you know, yeah, 73, right. 74 is where they really heading into that jet. Well, you know, they, really were, they were also mirroring um, <laughs> as, as underground as, as people think they were. Yeah. They were, they were, the, they were the, the tip of the iceberg that you saw floating up top. Yeah. So they were just mirroring a lot of the stuff that was going on in the jazz scenes. Yeah, yeah. And like the really weird like psychedelic folk scenes. Yeah, yeah. That was... I don't know why it was still going on in 77, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was, I mean, yeah, yeah. you and I both know Andre and yeah. I think you too, like we, that's some of my favorite era. That's my favorite era for music because it, there's just so much weird shit. Yeah. There's dudes who People like think just... it's good to write a song with a 40 piece string or orchestra talking about the space unicorn <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you know, and, yeah. and it's not, mm -hmm. but it's so good and mm -hmm. so audacious and, uh, they aren't going to be mounting tours of civic centers of... Uh, yeah, it's not, not practical. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, you might say. Even, even in the excess of the 70s. Yeah. But, I mean, one thing, uh, I want to I get a little music because we've been talking for a little while. Yes, we and yeah. Get into the stuff. And, and honestly, we have a lot more to say about the box set. Uh, one of the shows in this is the Buffalo show from 5977, which I don't, I don't think we said, uh, and we can get into that, this is my favorite song. Well, it's my favorite song of the dead almost exclusively. Uh, it's my favorite show, I think, from this set. Yeah. This is, you, you wade in, you start with the Barton Hall because that's, you're like, I'm familiar with that. I want to hear it. But you wade in and we should talk about set list and what that indicates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, but this one has a version of Brown Eyed Woman on it that is just spectacular. Yeah. And it, and it, it followed, it's followed or preceded by Help on the Way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower, that yeah. little trifecta. Just hello. Here we yeah. are. <laughs> like, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the evening. Yeah. And, yeah. and and Cassidy, which yeah. is another one. Yeah. It just 
people often forget that the dead yeah. wrote like truly great songs. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great song. Uh, but this one is is one of their best. The Brown Eyed Women. This is off of the uh, Five Nine Seventy Seven show. I've ever yeah, I mean, any recording. Is... I mean, like as a guitar player, yeah. I know you're a guitar player too. Yeah, yeah. Like that man had just magic. Yeah. In his fingers. It's, it's, there's nobody that sounded like him. There's people have tried. Yeah. That, and it's not, it's not his guitar. His guitar was a part of it. It's sweet. It's not the amps. It's like, it's just him. Yeah. There's, there's a very clear, window into his thought pattern on what he chooses that sure. is so unlike anybody else that has ever picked up the instrument. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. see it. And honestly, I'd say people like Jimmy Page are the same way. People like Eric yeah. Clapton are the yeah. same way. Great guitarists are, uh, you know, Yngwie Malmsteen immediately the di- same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, but immediately but, distinguishable. But you, right. Yeah. Like, you hear a one line, a riff, and I'm like, oh, it's Jerry. Yeah. It's just there's something, the way yeah. he approached, like you're saying, the way he approaches it was... In- he has Pluck. this. He has this great comp. So I think I think some of that is uh, there's the banjo playing early on, which is yeah, before, yeah, yeah. before he That's was really right. into guitar, he was a banjo player. So there's that sense of like there's kind of a, a repetitive muscle thing that yeah. that uh, is happening. And and he was to your point earlier, Kevin, such a jazz head. Like mm. if yeah. you read if you read Miles Davis's autobiography, yeah, um, where he says 
amazing, horrible things about just about every single person he comes across. He calls Steve Miller a non-playing white motherfucker. Okay, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's told he has to open for Steve Miller and he yeah, says, fuck yeah, that, yeah. I'm just going to show up three hours late. And Steve yeah, Miller yeah. has to go on before me. Uh, he talks about meeting Jerry Garcia, yeah. uh, playing on the same bill as them at, at the Fillmore. And, and he, doesn't, he doesn't have much to say, but he basically says, like, I was surprised by how knowledgeable they were and that Jerry Garcia seemed like a really smart, nice, intelligent, you know, and, and, and Miles Davis yeah. doesn't say nice doesn't, things about no, people. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. right? no. so. so to even get that, that's yeah. a compliment, yep. you know, in yep. his book. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole goal, I think, of this band originally was not just, it was his personal exploration, but like you said, he started off uh, a banjo player. They started mm-hmm. off as a bluegrass band. They did, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there, the, there was a jug band before yes, the Yes, there was a jug yeah. band, and it, and it was... Mother, Mother McCree's jug band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not Emmett Otter's. No, yeah. But, <laughs> Emmett Otter! <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, I love uh, that no, one. But it was... Love it. They, they were in this time and this place in, in California where they were in San Francisco that that was... That's just what was going on. People yep. were like, bluegrass yeah. had made it out there. Yeah. Uh, refugees, uh, like refugees, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Appalachia, who are like, yeah, we're going, we're yeah. going out to the coast, yeah, to find a new life and do all this. And they brought all this tradition with them. Uh, I mean, you think about his pairing with David Grisman, yep. yeah, yeah, goes out there. Which was that, great. That's still uh, there's a Squaw Valley show. Uh, I forget what year it is, ninety one uh, or it something. Might be, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it and even then, Leighton Garcia's life, it's it's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Um, he. Uh, he didn't just know his craft. He was his craft. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's the easiest way to explain the entity of Garcia. But you have that and have that looseness and have little Bobby in the background. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, uh, which, yeah. whatever. I mean, you're too much cocaine. The shorts are riding too, yeah. much, too high on the nuts. I, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. I but, think this was cowboy era, Bobby, though. Was it cowboy era? Yeah. yeah, I think this was cowboy era. He was, he was, he was, he was uh, to quote James McMurtry, dressed, uh, dressed up like Gunsmoker every, every Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was playing that cowboy uh, Ibanez, you know, guitar. Yeah, Ibanez. Yeah. Um, you know, but is, you have all these like high level musical sensibilities being applied to what's essentially just a folk tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. And that is a lot of their career up to this point. Well, it's a combination of all the things. I think the other interesting thing about this period in their career is that they're sort of have. I feel like they've started to really find their identity and the feel of what they were doing. They explored all these different things. And then this mm-hmm. is sort of a period where it's all now coming together really yeah. and nicely in a package. It's like we did the folky stuff in the early 70s. We did the really jazzy stuff, 73, 74, which some of it got a little long winded. Right, you know, right, it's right. like really cool. But if you're not ready for a 26 minute playing in the band. You know, you, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. might be a little much, you know, where they were like, oh, let's look, kind, of, kind of scale that back. Let's take some of the things we learned while we were doing those explorations and sort of bring them all together in, in maybe a better whole package here. And it really I feel like this is where it started to really come together nicely. Yeah. Let's do some of the old stuff like ideas. And then, like you said, this is kind of just a folk song yeah. in a sense. They were they were clearly, I think, at this point, um, uh, they had learned, so, you know, Keith had been in the band since 71 or 72, I, th- I think he comes yeah. in when Pigpen is sort of still in failing health, so I think yeah, for yeah, a good yeah. chunk of Europe, 72, they have two. They, yeah, yeah, um, Keith played piano and Pig yeah. played uh, the organ. Yeah, and uh, and so now they've had five or so years with Keith, 
Um, yeah. They figured out how to use Donna. No, um, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck they did, dude? She's, a, she's, a, she's okay. Yeah. She's okay. Get out of my basement. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, well, man. She's on this, on this set, on this set, Donna does not, um, she doesn't hit any, oh, she does hit a couple bad notes. Yeah. Um, uh, but she doesn't completely, you know, belly flop on, uh, on like the high notes and like, uh, uh, playing or, yeah. uh, anything like that. But, uh, and, and then, and, and Keith is probably the most technically gifted person who's ever played the piano for the band. I mean, I, I think yeah. I, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, yeah. I like what Brent brought a sure. little bit more than Keith sometimes. Um, yeah. but that's probably just a state, like a reflection of my station in life at this point. Yeah. Sort of like that eighties cheesy yeah, 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 kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But, but cheesy I think synths and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but, but what Keith did technically is just, yeah. And he really found his place, I think at this point, Yeah, you know, cause it's, I can't imagine it was easy at the beginning to say like, where, where do I fit in what's happening here? Right. You know, and that's an interesting part of the Grateful Dead. And we were just talking about it when we were listening to that song. I love listening to shows or different songs on shows and really focusing on a different person in the band. Mm -hmm. And if you sort mm -hmm. of take that time, you're like, whoa, like I didn't, I didn't, I never like noticed what that person is doing on this song yeah. in the context of what other people are doing. A lot of people will shit on, you know, Bob Weir's playing, but it's, if you really look at it in the context and reflection to what Jerry's doing, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I wouldn't want another guitar player sort of messing right. with what, like, like argue that another guitar player couldn't do what Bobby was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, he's doing all these crazy inversions. I remember yeah, hearing an interview with him and he was talking about, I had to learn every inversion, which is like modified ways of playing different, like the same chord in different ways on the guitar so that I could complement what Jerry was doing without stepping on him but also so yeah. that I could push him. And I've heard Jerry talk about that in interviews. Yeah. He's like, Bobby would push me by the weird things that he was doing. Well, because mm -hmm. if you're, if you, if, and to put that in practical terms, like everybody knows what a guitar neck is. And so what that yeah. means is that if you are playing in the key of D and you're in the D chord, if you're soloing low on the neck and then yeah. the guy is, the guy, the rhythm guitarist is playing just the D chord, doesn't work because yeah. you're, you're essentially right, doing the right. exact same notes. Yeah, it's like, um, but you can do things. You can suspend parts of a chord. You can diminish mm -hmm. parts of a chord. Yeah, and you know, generally that sounds like a chord change. What they did so brilliantly was it it because Jerry was using so many different like modes. Yeah, yeah. so many different types of scales. Bobby could then drop down to a flat, a which is a completely different chord. Yeah, and it wouldn't change the key. Yeah, because right. at the same time, right. yeah. somehow Jerry's playing the complementary note to that to well, keep yeah. it in key, or he'll shift his mode. Yeah, yeah. he hears uh, Bobby right. go to that. You just shift right. your the tonal which, mode, which is which is which is again wild. Like nobody, there's a lot of jam bands out there. Yeah, and for them, the jamminess and and I'm looking at you, Fish. Yeah, is, is all about <laughs> like you know how how hard can I get off? Yeah, it's, it's not how can or I how compliment these how other players. How fast can I play it? Right. This yeah. was, this was really all about, and this is what jazz players do. This is really all about, like, how does this note, this one note I'm going to play, mm -hmm. fit into this pocket of these notes that these other three or four guys are playing? Yeah. And that goes for drumming too. Yeah. You know, yeah. drumming. Yeah. We haven't talked about uh, Mickey Hart. No, no, no. Kreutzmann, we'll get but, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know you you look at how uh, jazz drummers fill in stuff. Yeah. And a lot of this music, even the folk music, was so complicated. 
that the dead need a fucking two drummers. Yeah. 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 Like it, it was necessary. It's, <laughs> yeah. our, it's, it, it's debatable whether they have two full drummers so or they, whether it's just one real drummer and then Mickey. It, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, but, but even Mickey was bringing something different to the, you know, we, we, we talked about Jerry with the jazz and the folk. Yeah. Um, Phil Lesh is uh, into, at this point, like avant-garde experimental, yeah. um, early electronic music. Um, Mickey Hart, of course, is well known for all of the world stuff he's done with like yeah. Babatunde Alatunji and all these other guys. Yeah. Um, it's a really weird uh, thing to have all of these disparate musical traditions come together and basically turn into Americana. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sort of like acid jazz Americana at yeah, times, yeah, but, yeah. but that's basically what it was. This was yeah. a, this is a Western band telling Western stories for the most part. Yeah, I mean, think about Help on the Way. <laughs> yeah, think about that. Song. Well, well, could anyone? Could anyone? Could you? Is it possible to notate supplication? <laughs> like, I mean, could I, I mean? <laughs> it's a great question. I I don't know. Uh, Which if, is an interesting tune, you know. I mean, it, that was a actually a Kingfish tune, wasn't it? I think that's right. Supplica yeah. uh, lazy the lightning supplication. Lazy lightning supplication. The interesting yeah. thing about them, I, I mean, I don't know if people are aware, the amount of mu they were on hiatus, sure, uh -huh. but they also made an album, Blues right. for Allah, yeah, during for that Allah. time. Right, right. And then, you know, Bobby made a Kingfish album. Jerry probably made a, yeah, I think he made a solo album. I mean, they right, were right, doing right. He a did, lot. He of, did. I think Garcia came out Garcia in 76 or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then they, and then he just finished making Terrapin Station album. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? Which, <laughs> which, like, which, was first, which was first played that February. Unrelated <laughs> yeah. like, to anything, I just realized if they do a reissue of a Bobby album, they need to do it like packaged it in jean shorts. Like <laughs> <laughs> a Bobby in the Midnights yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Like they did yeah. the Sticky Fingers. The oh. <laughs> Oh. Unrelated, yeah. but that's not a real thing. I can uh, in America, right? But no, you mentioned the track uh, "Supplication," and just so people are familiar, because that is a, yeah, deep, yeah. a very deep cut, I think, mm -hmm. from the yeah. day. Uh, this is off the uh, New Haven show. This was what was, what was the date of this one? I think this is is this five five? I think it, it, it's gonna scroll soon. It's gonna scroll. <laughs> We're waiting slowly. Nineteen seventy-seven. Zero five. Zero five.
it's one of Bobby's side projects and uh, not really a song that, you know, they played it in the 77 stretch here, because I, but you didn't yeah. see it, it's kind of an obscure one, didn't pop up mm-hmm. too much. Was the Devil you know. Never Land on a record? No, uh, no it was, not it was on that Kingfish record, album. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, not on a Dead Yeah, it's sort of like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think the Dead ever released Deal, I think that was a Garcia solo thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, a, yeah, solo album. Yeah. Yeah. But that shows up, you know, mid-set here. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. later in their career, historically looking, that became like a first set closer, you know, the, right. the yeah. first set closer yeah. deal. Where here it's more of a, you know, still in the middle, you know, they're sort of figuring all that stuff out. So so let's actually talk about, you, you bring up an interesting point, like Bobby had his his Kingfisher stuff. He had like, uh, Red Dog was not around. No, that was uh, much later. Yeah. later. He had Bobby in the Midnight in the, the early mid-nights. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you also had Jerry Garcia band. Yeah, Jerry, uh, yeah. Around there. You know, so they were all doing their sort of own thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was from the, you guys can speak to this better than me. Like, was that in the hiatus? That's sort of what happened. They just kept playing? No. I, I think that was always going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think and I it, think some of it emerged organically just out of the yeah. fact that they were musicians who had other guys they played with. And this happened to be the band that, that paid the bills. Yeah. I, I have a collection of Garcia interviews from Rolling Stone or something. And, um, and there starts to be around this time and going forward, there starts to be like this weird, almost anger that Garcia seems to feel about the dead's popularity. Right. Okay. Like, right. Uh, like it's clearly he sort of thinks that he's this complex, multidimensional character who's been reduced to his role in the dead as the front Papa man Bear. of this. Yeah. 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 And, and and he really has no interest in that. Um, so wh- where's the fan base at this point? Because, I mean, look, yeah. you can't talk about the Grateful Dead without talking about the fan base. This is yeah. Yeah. the lot scene. Uh, they, no, no band has ever had a following this devoted. No. Uh, ever. Yeah. Before or since. Like, this just didn't happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it wasn't mayhem. It wasn't like the Beatles. It wasn't like people forget all the Rolling Stones. Right. It was follow them from town to town. Yeah, because if you look at these set lists, yeah. there's not like a hit on right, here. Right, <laughs> you know, right. right. Like, the, even their hits, I guess, that you could call them, they don't even show up in these shows you know i guess yeah. it would have been casey jones and truck and i guess sugar magnolia mm-hmm, you know pops mm-hmm. in um but you know they weren't a band that were known for their hits you know it was it was the whole experience and yeah and their fan base was part of that whole experience and they were and they were a very smart band about cultivating a following um yeah. and um and i think they understood i think uh, i've read interviews with phil lesh where he basically where, where at one point he says people think our shows were too long and he said but honestly at one point we just thought we have to keep the shows this long so that everyone has time to come down from whatever they're on for the show okay so that yeah. they can get home safely is that <laughs> after right? we're done like like yeah. the audience right so they're sort of like so they start to structure their shows as a sort of replica of the uh the the process uh that hallucinogens put you yeah. through so okay. you start with sort of like tighter well-defined songs and they start to stretch out yeah and then the second set like it all a just little break, breaks like a right? little break let's yeah, yeah, all yeah. like go get some water yeah and then, <laughs> yeah and then and then the second set is just where the spacey thing comes in right yeah. and that's and that's where you get the space drums and and it was really a lot of it was yeah. to help people work through their trips so that they wouldn't be getting back on the road after the show <laughs> yeah, yeah uh struggling How with uh, the concept of existence yeah. i mean well, well thank I mean, you for that, considering that, 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 your that audience the acid yeah. test, <laughs> for people right. who don't know the acid tests were essentially uh they're working with ken kesey uh the author of the guy who wrote uh, one full over the cuckoo's nest yeah. amongst other things uh, a a big thinker, if you yeah. will, 
and uh, and uh, Owsley was around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He's doing, he was doing he the might, sound. He, I think. Uh, yeah, was he yeah. still doing the sound in '77? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I should uh, know that. But if it, uh, by Owsley we mean Owsley Acid, what was his first name? I don't Bears Owsley Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of those are probably actually yeah, on his birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so what they, you know, like we said, they started off as this bluegrass band, but then. Uh, it's the equivalent of a house show here, except the except yeah. San Francisco they were doing like uh, warehouse parties, yeah. and you would go, and much like we were just talking about these sets, like the whole experience was tuned to see what's going to happen. Yeah, because people didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they call, they they called these happenings at the time. They right? called there them happenings. Yeah. 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 yeah, and 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 LSD was not illegal. Right. Yeah. It was not. A, it was not a schedule was, one. Also, the average tab had something like three hundred and fifty micrograms yeah. of LSD, which, which by the time, uh, uh, you know, the nineties came around, your the average tab of LSD had something like one hundred and twenty-five or one hundred and fifty. Right? Yeah. So, so they're so so they're taking two or three tabs of stuff that's stronger than what the average kid in nineteen ninety-three would have taken. Yeah. 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 So they, think about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the, and, and the weed it. was weaker back then, yeah. right? The, the THC content was lower, so, so you didn't yeah. have the thing to mellow you. Yeah. <laughs> so not only was the audience on this stuff, but the band was on this stuff. Yeah. So it was all meant to see, like, how... There's a, there's a book... Uh, if, you, if you're a real deadhead, uh, the name of the book is... It's, I think it's, like, Long Strange Trip. It's a, uh, it's a history of the Grateful Dead. I, I didn't find it great. Mm-hmm. I never finished it, actually, because it amounts to... Like, well, then they did drugs and they ma- made music. They did drugs, made music. It's like yeah. a thousand yeah. pages of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's literally sort of, <laughs> unfortunately, that's their experience yeah. back then. Yeah, but they were a party band up they to that point. Band. Like yeah. in 65, right. right. they were is, playing five, six nights so a week gonna, for parties, like at a bowling alley or if, something. If or Ken, strip clubs. Yeah, strip clubs, yeah. Casey, <laughs> who are you going to hire to like play this thing where you want to dose everybody willingly? Yeah. Like there, this is not a Bill Cosby yeah, type yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, and you, <laughs> you, you, you want to dose everybody, and then just sort of we, we're all going to get together and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, you want the guys who are down with that, yeah. and not only that yeah. are are making music because they're down with that. They, yeah. the type of music is evolving. It's getting, they're not afraid to go from bluegrass to you know like drums in space yeah which yeah, is a, yeah. a ridiculous fucking concept yeah. like why would you have drums whatever like none of the drummers in this band are that good yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. So especially not mickey hart if he is a drummer <laughs> so, but um there goes our mickey hart yeah i know it's yeah, no, uh, not getting you know, shared on that one so so like you know you you see that they got a very good experience in honestly like marketing in demographic mm-hmm. studies because mm-hmm. it does take a particular type of person to like yeah like that that's like yeah. a very that took like a very particular like and and the one qualifying thing was like i'm gonna get fucked up yeah right well, so th- you didn't go to these and just hang out and i think it was also the openness of saying like and I've heard interviews where they talk about, you know, Casey coming to them and saying, you know, just play whatever. We don't care. Like, just make yeah. some sound, yeah. like make some sounds exactly. like and th- that sort of open format. And he's often devolved into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was, you know, th- I remember even hearing I just saw an interview with Jerry talking about it. He's like, yeah, the music was like terrible, you know, but I mean, <laughs> but it was uh, but it was also like a palette on which we had the freedom to explore to see what sort of a reaction we could get out of people. You know, before my guitar turned into a snake. 
You know, yeah, it's like yeah. it was like you had to try and do it before <laughs> you just completely melted down. You know, <laughs> and so I think they call that post rock. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, I was gonna say not to slam on post rock, but I yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. a squonk and a and a yeah. 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 Make you a good band. yeah, yeah. But, um, well, to to get to get back to something you were just asking about, though, Kevin, I I, I think at this point. They're, um, and in 1977, the dead are trying to prove that they're not just a weird cultural relic or artifact yeah, from 1967. Sure, sure. Right. And they're trying to prove that, um, that they have a following and they're probably noticing that there are people showing up to their shows who didn't really experience the summer of love. Right. Yeah, that there are, that yeah. there are new teenagers coming on and, and, sure. and I, I mean, I, I, one of the fun things when you meet people who are into the dead is sort of talking about, uh, is is learning, um, especially if they're older than you, is sort of learning, like, when did you get into them? What happened? Yeah. Who was, you know? Uh, and I remember talking to a guy who, like, s- who, like, s- sold liquid acid on yeah. tour starting yeah. in 1989, maybe. And, yeah. and uh, no, sorry, 79. He was there for Brent's first show. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so his, his take on it was very, was like as an 18 year old in 1979, yeah. right. He was, he sort of thought like, ah, I got so fucking tired of hearing about how good Keith was. Like oh, all okay. that shit was so boring. Oh, you know, shit. it wasn't yeah. until, it wasn't until 79 that they started taking real chances okay, and that they yeah. could fall on, you know, fall flat completely yeah, yeah. Sure. or just totally bomb. <laughs> um, and that's, that's not an, that's not an, it's, it's a valid take. Sure, right? sure. It's, uh, Especially um, in the context of that time. Yeah, you know, right, you're right. Like, okay, you're good. here's the, who's the new guy, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you're not aware, you know, Keith Godshaw, who is the piano player for these shows that we're, you know, kind of focusing this episode on, uh, he passed away. Yeah. In 79, was it 79? And Yeah, it and was a, it was, it was a car crash with Car him? crash, I'm trying I to believe, remember. So yeah, pig, yeah. pig pen, it's, it's uh, cirrhosis of the liver, maybe? Hepatitis, I think. Or hepatitis, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Keith is a car crash. Brent, OD'd, yeah, and Vince survived, but then, but then committed suicide. Then committed, that's <laughs> like right. Fifteen years later, yeah. So this is the you so, know Spinal Tap well. drummer yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. You know, Spinal yeah. Tap sort of built their you know exploding drummer on you know yeah. on this concept. Bruce, Bruce Hornsby is still alive. That's right. <laughs> Bruce Hornsby still walks yeah, the earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he was uh, also one of he's probably one of their strongest keyboard players. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah uh, definitely in a different way. Mm-hmm. Because the w- the way Bruce plays is not um, whether it's with this or with his own stuff, it's it's very steeped in jazz, but it's not. It's hard to, it's really hard to describe. But he's another person who, yeah. like Garcia, if you hear Hornsby, yeah, you immediately recognize. You, you're like him. that's Hornsby. That's yeah. why when you heard the End of Innocence in the '80s by Don yeah. Henley, you were like, <laughs> yeah, wait, uh, is this a Hornsby song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you know that can be attributed to like the note choices that can be attributed to just the type of instruments he used. Yeah. But really, it's just like... It's the study, does. though, too. He yeah. Is, yeah. And, uh, he has educated himself you know, and you know studied well, the music. Actually, we should figure out if we can get a van and do this. Uh, he's doing a festival in Williamsburg. Oh, nice. And he's also been uh, working with our friend uh, Phil we, Cook. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's right. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's because, right. They, because, they, because they did that track together. They did track together on the Day of the Dead. Black Money River. And Phil, when he was here... It was like a couple weeks after that had happened, I think. Okay. After they actually recorded it. And he said it was like literally like the highlight of his professional career. Yeah. Which is saying yeah. a lot yeah. because <laughs> Phil Cook's a badass. Yeah. And, but he, because he was like, I'm in this room, I'm playing this music that I love 
with the guy in the dead yeah, yeah, that I yeah. loved more than yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, when you, I mean, look, look, let's roll through the keyboard players first of all. Pigpen just blues. Yeah. Cos- cosmic blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He was a and he was the original yeah, he was, singer. He was. You know, he front was. Man. He right. was the That's front right. man. You know, he really That's right. brought the energy. The, um, in the Phil Lesh book, he talks about hearing Pigpen before he'd ever met him, like yeah. just being somewhere and hearing this guy singing and not believing that the voice he was hearing was coming from a white dude. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, yeah, and yeah. then so, so then, then it went, what was the order? Tom Constantine, Constantine. was in there for a year or two, yep. right? Yep, that's right. Oh, and this... he and he then he then sort of got, Jerry sort of poached him to do some of the solo Garcia okay. stuff, okay, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was doing some weird, that was like the anthem of the sun time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like doing weird stuff, you know? <laughs> I think, yeah, that's a whole nother episode, yeah. that album. <laughs> Um, so Constantine, then yeah, and then uh, and then, Keith. and then Keith and Keith, um, uh, Donna is yeah. part of the package because they yeah. were married. God damn it! Um, Brent uh, comes along, um, and and Brent and and contrary to what you hear here on on these songs, you know Keith has this very sort of like pure. Uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like it just sounds the way you want a piano to sound, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's he, the platonic f- ideal of a piano. Yeah, he like, focuses yeah. on the piano, I think yeah. most where right, know, right. later it kind of so, morphs right. into other areas. So back, back of to the jazz too. I think I think jazz pianists have that. Yeah, yeah. I have got yeah. a, a, yeah, a yeah. and a, and a, shit, uh Cameron I forget the guy's name, but uh, I've got a fantastic album from uh, a guy in the West Coast get down now. Okay, who's playing with Miles Mosley's band? Yeah. Who also he plays in that whole scene, which is yeah. Uh, for people who don't know, that's sort of the Kamasi Washington's pool mm. of people. That's who. Uh, yeah. That's who Kendrick looked to yep. to do to make okay. butterfly. Yep. And you hear it in the piano, like the piano sounds like it's it's, it's an ideal of a piano, not just yeah, a, yeah, yeah. not just a Nord because I can play a chord. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's playing all over, and mm. if you really like I said before, if you just sit and sort of hone in on him. Yeah. And just sit and listen to what he's doing. It's a, it's a very, very unique. Mm-hmm. Some people do, you know, sort of say, well, over time, Keith just started sort of replicating what Jerry was doing. And there is some criticism. That's why I think some yeah. people, like your friend, yeah. it sounds like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Brent came in, he he didn't just try and, you know, do the same sort of, uh, you know, things that Jerry was sort of yeah, doing I th- in that I think, territory. I think the interplay between Brent and Jerry is is generally more interesting than between Keith and Jerry. Yeah, but I think Keith is a better pianist. Than a better pianist, yeah. yeah. Overall, yeah. A, it must be said and cannot be overstated enough. A lot of the interaction was like, "You got my fix." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I think they were but they were buddies <laughs> yeah. on that front. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting thing to bring up because this is definitely also you know I don't know the history exactly, but of Jerry moving into the into the heroin he was he, but... was, he was on an allowance because the, okay. because the band was so broke okay so he only had like 50 like like each band member only got like 50 bucks a week to spend yeah. on on everything okay and so there was just not as much money available for heroin, heroin as there would be later okay as there would be later yeah, yeah, yeah. and that <laughs> and, and and so when you couple that with what i was talking about when when like jerry has this anger in these interviews like he doesn't okay. want to be he doesn't want to be uh, idolized as this kind of like countercultural, the leader of the grateful. Like he, he yeah. just wants none of that. And so increasingly, like there's this dark strain um, 
you know, I think about the 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 line from the song, it must have been the roses on yeah, that yeah. July yeah. 78 box set, right? Yeah, it's yeah. strange how no one comes around anymore. And it's like, well, Jerry, you're, you fucking hate everyone. You're out of your mind yeah, all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah. all you want to do like, is close the door, go into a room and shoot heroin. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, like, that's why yeah. no one comes around anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, he was, you know, to the, coming to that, like, to that he, point, he's yeah. a great balladeer. Yeah. Oh my god. And oh I've heard god. him talk Stella about Blue, this. Like, like he, yeah. his favorite songs and types of songs that he likes to write are essentially ballads. Yeah. Very slow. And you know, I wanted to point out this, which is yeah, a, this you is know, a cover great, great song. This here. is an old yeah. traditional song. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think traditionally called Fenario. Yep. Is the original title, and they changed it to Peggio. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was referred to that as well. And old traditional song, like going to the roots, playing, the, mm-hmm. taking this traditional music. And basically turning it into a ballad, you know, yeah, it's sort a of ballad, a... and and it must be said that if you don't want to be idolized, mm-hmm. don't play a solo like this. <laughs> well, this <laughs> like, is yeah, this is, yeah. This I brought this like, up. Like this, this solo is um, one of the like we you were talking about. What are the key moments in your like timeline of getting into the Grateful Dead? Mm-hmm. And I always remember this solo. Because I remember the first time I heard it, and I was learning how to play guitar, and in the context, and I was thinking about, I was into jam bands, you know, yes. and it was like, oh, it's like, how fast can you play it? And this is the moment that I realized you don't have to play fast; you just have nice. to play it well. And this solo is an example.
so you know Peggio and and we were we were actually discussing uh, while we were listening to that along with you guys how Garcia and other members of the band too yeah. the jazz connection can't be understated yeah that lead is essentially how a horn player would be playing yeah mm-hmm. we were talking about that yeah the the melodic nature I'll just say it yeah. again on Mike yeah. you know the melodic nature of what he's playing in that solo and how he's following the vocal line because the interesting thing about the song yeah. is that it's just there's no chorus it's just verse it's right. kind of like the chorus is yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah yeah it's just no verse chorus, yeah. it's just a series of verses and then there's a solo in there and that solo the melodic structure of the solo follows the vocal line that he's just been singing and using so you're very familiar with it so to to utilize that to he to talks, build your solo on is yeah. really impressive because that that's something that's if you play guitar or any instrument you know it's difficult to to do that, you know, in yeah. the moment while you're soloing. Well, he talks about um, soloing in paragraphs, as I okay. think how he describes it. And he says, like, a lot of people solo in just uh, a series of sentences. Okay. But that when you listen to, and the two the two names he cites, it's sort of weird. It's yeah. uh, One is John Coltrane, which is mm-hmm. not surprising, who definitely, definitely. definitely soloed in paragraphs. Yeah. The other is um, a guy whose, whose music is much harder to find is Scotty Stoneman. Who was a fiddle player? Never heard of him with yeah. the with the St- with the Stoneman family. Okay, um, and Scotty unfortunately had I think a number of alcohol issues, and and so uh, it, it's it's hard to find recordings of him doing what Jerry heard him doing okay. live. But um, but back when Jerry in the early sixties, when Jerry was still primarily a banjo player, he talked sure. about going to see the Stonemans playing. And uh, and seeing Scotty and just understanding that oh my God you can you can you can solo yeah. you can use that in this genre right yeah. you can be John Coltrane playing bluegrass and just sure. and just be like you know what <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna start a phrase yeah. at the end of this bar yeah and you all just need to like right and yeah. and so and it it might take me like another four measures to solve this yeah but, and, but, and the band follows him which yep. is, and they push him because if you listen if you go back and listen to that solo again and just, there there are. It, it, there are movements in it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he use and the band knows if he's at the end of sort of section one, he plays a, a lead up line to move into the next section. Yeah, to tell the band, I think that I'm going to keep going. Like I have yeah, more to yeah, say yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. It's exactly, not, it's not over. Everybody, yeah, because yeah. every Peggy stand, o, stand back, give yeah. me room. Because <laughs> sometimes, like you can tell, you know, other versions of these songs, yeah. like oh, he's not really feeling it, so he just jumps back into the song, and the band follows right, suit, right. you know because they all they all kind of need to come down but as you listen to the solo because yeah. he does these nice lines right at the end of each yep so you know coming into the next bar or the next round mm-hmm. it's like oh we're gonna take it up now yeah we're not like, we're, we're not we're not like, done people it's not like the song explodes but you can tell the drummer started back oh yeah okay here we yeah. here we go yeah, we're gonna yeah. do this one more time you know yeah and uh and in building that anticipation of you and that's one of the interesting things about their music is as a listener you know, if you were there or you're listening, you, you don't know what you're going to get. And that's sort of yeah. the exciting part about it. Where is it going to be pushed to? Well, that's and that's the sense of, of freedom. I think that's always been in their music a little bit is just is this idea that, um, you know, just just as much as I love those moments, I also love the crash landings, mm-hmm. which is the sort of like, <laughs> which is like Jerry's out of like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like, like where, where are we? Yeah, where am I? <laughs> yeah. Like, how many, what song are we in? How, yeah. how many octaves lower am I <laughs> yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. right now to get back yeah. into <laughs> verse? Phil, just throw um, a bomb in there. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, okay, everybody pull back. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, Let's like bring it all back together here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, where are you trying to take us, Kevin? 
Oh, I no. I'm I'm just I'm oh, you yeah, yeah. look looked like you had a thought. Yeah, I'm scraping my bowl. <laughs> oh, I got the Sims and seeds. Man. Get some get some oh, get some get some resin, get some man. Resin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a paper clip. You and, know, uh, as we actually, uh, this is this is going to be a two part podcast. As we yeah, as we round as we, down this first hour for you, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the music that's represented here. The, there are three shows: five seven Boston Garden, five. Uh, nine Buffalo Memorial, and then uh, yeah, four shows. Uh, four show. Well, there's four shows. New yeah. Haven, uh, five, Boston, five Veterans Memorial. Yeah. yeah. And that... Why? And then Barton Hall. Which yeah. Is, which, which is which is going to be which is going to be the next hour. So if you which is if you're just tuning in, yeah. and that's <laughs> all, all most you of our about is Barton Hall. That. Check us out on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole other episode. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for hanging in there, guys. So because because the gist of that is like, why is that considered the greatest? Yeah, no spoilers, but that's that's really what there is to talk about. But why, if you remove that show, why this time? Why 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 these shows? Why this point in the dead's history? Why is this because? I have listened to a lot of, of dead shows yeah. in my life. This release is some of the best that I've I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say an addendum to that. The way the dead works, if you are a fan, is it moves with you as you move through your life. So certain certain stuff, like this just feels everything in this set right now yeah. feels good to me at this point in my life. I've heard all of them. Yeah. But now I can hear them in this like crystal clear. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, and we haven't even talked about that so much. The like, quality of, yeah. the quality of these yeah. shows is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is like modern records done in a studio don't sound this good. Mm-hmm. And they put so much care into it and so much uh, love into documenting a piece of our history. Yeah. Uh, that, in a way yeah. that we can almost feel like we're there. So why why this right now? Uh, besides the obvious commercial reasons, I mean, look, this is a sweet, this is a sweet fucking box set, dude. It this is, is like it is. double yeah. magnet fold. Like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I work in printing and publishing. Yeah. Like to make to make this fucking thing like this this would be a nightmare. Yeah. So our back of the envelope calculation was that that they they made fifteen thousand of these and they sold them for about one hundred and fifty. So that's about two point two million dollars. Yeah, is and they and they and and, and it sold out, which is fairly greedy. fairly quickly. Yeah, it's, fairly not quickly. Greedy, it's not. It's not. They, they could. They could have. One hundred and fifty dollars like for what this yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, like by comparison, when they put out that thirty show box set, the thirty trips around the sun. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was like there was one show each year from sixty five to ninety five. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was like a fifteen hundred dollar box set, and I remember oh, and wow. I and I and I remember seeing it. And thinking like, oh God, I don't want to have to make this decision. <laughs> I don't, yeah. want, you know. Yeah. And then I checked back a day later, and it was sold out, and I was relieved. I was yeah. like, oh, thank fucking God! <laughs> like, <laughs> thank, thank God there wasn't just this temptation sitting out there for me to blow yeah. like almost two thousand dollars on, yeah. on a suitcase, uh, yeah. uh, suitcases worth of music. Um, uh, to your to your question about why uh, why, why this why yeah I yeah. mean I, I mean I, I have I have I have my answer I'm I'm. Uh, I'm sure you have yours, Andre. I think but... it's just like a certain alignment of all these things at this point. And we've brought up a lot of them already. Yeah, you know, yeah. the dead have sort of are, you know, have sort of found what they are doing. I think they're re-energized coming off of this sort of break, as you, you know, we've talked about a little bit, just sort of with a new energy. 
new album already you know mm-hmm, just finished mm-hmm. and sort of the stars lining and then the combination of that with this sort of taping culture that we've also brought up yeah 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 and you know the infusion of people that are interested in learning how to do that really well so they were experimenting mm-hmm. with that at the same time you know yeah yeah and so yeah i think i mean i think objectively the playing here is is really really good i think yeah. it's um uh you know, as as much as they they might not take as many chances as they would in other sure portions of their career, um, these are these are these are really professional sounding shows for yeah. them that sometimes like flirted with uh, <laughs> with less professional <laughs> approaches yeah, yeah. to They're relatively uh, to concerts. tight. Cough, yeah, 80s. there's there's yep. not too much. You know, <laughs> yeah. like coming off of that seventy three seventy four, where some of it just it got way out there. Yeah, you yeah. know, well, almost about, to the see, point. Think about too, like the nineties shows. Yeah, you know, going like just yeah, yeah. make a time jump. Sure. <laughs> and and you think about that if you uh, it's widely available that last show at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mess. There's there's a good unbroken chain I think is the only thing that's Maybe. or and 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 of so many roads actually there's so okay, many roads yeah, yeah. from that last no, show that's, is, sure. is good. I can't listen to that because I will like it's it's devastating it's it is emotionally crippling yeah <laughs> but, yeah um but I you know the other the, the other thing I love about this is and this is sort of tied up with kind of uh, you know your own story or whatever is that uh, when I think back to like when I got into the dead and I remember um, having uh, a college roommate um who had who showed up with like something like 70 tapes or something and um and i and i had not i I had been in the u.s for two or three years at that point had never listened to the dead didn't understand the concept of like i i thought i understood improvisational approaches to music i didn't really get what jam bands were and and uh so evan simpson and this guy greg anson from baltimore i remember i remember just saying like okay well like you guys are telling me that there's all these different phases or whatever i'm gonna blind test you guys yeah so turn around i'm gonna pull a random tape out of here yeah. right and you won't know if it's 82 or 89 yeah. or 93 or 72 and and i would put them on and and they would immediately be able to like like uh you know Distinguish. like a, like a sommelier they would be like well this <laughs> yeah. is uh right they would go through a process of elimination like yeah. who am i hearing what is yeah. this and i thought that was so fucking cool to know yeah. to know something that well and when i said i want to get into the dead when I decided that, it was sort of like, well, let's sit down and listen to like all these great 1977 recordings yeah. because they sound so good. Because yeah, yeah. And you even brought even this the bootlegs up before that that w- that is yeah. a big part of the story, which yeah. I think we'll talk about in the next hour a little more. Yep, was the quality of these and then the infusion of that high quality tape into this taping yeah. community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you heard these shows, you were like, "What?" Yep, that th- and so it's sort of like a process of natural selection. You know, it's like Absolutely. I have this tape collection, and and I know that but, those sound amazing just in terms of their the you know, as an auto audio file. Yeah, you know, it's like if you're gonna, if you're if you're going to take one, you're going to take one of these. Yeah, right? exactly. So it becomes so it yeah. becomes propagated. And if you're going to yeah. pass one on to somebody yep. else for the first time, yep, exactly. It's most likely exactly. going to be one of these within this range, and I think that's part of the story of. When you ask the question, not, why not the one from the vault? Not without a net. Not yeah. Well, one, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pretend. I, I never saw. No, one net. from the vault was also had, on I, that. You I know? had a, had a uh, amazing, could have been life changing experience that, yeah. that, that uh, my life went a different path. This is this is one of the few forks in the road mm-hmm. uh, that I think I can actually look back at my life and be like, it's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
but like I got into the dead through without a net, okay. which is like assy late eighties, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, wet wet drums, yeah, wet drums, But Branford Marcellus and Eyes of the World, yep. yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. Already of course. getting into like I was already in the Yes Yes songs, and yeah, album yeah. We celebrate, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which just turned like fifty or something. Oh, yeah, seventy two, right? Yeah, wow. Man. Literally this week. <laughs> Sidebar. Yeah. We, we Andre, we did a podcast about that. We're gonna have to do another one. Okay. <laughs> now that you're back in the country. I'm cool with that. But but uh, <laughs> but so you know, fell into that, and then as soon as you like dig in, you start to uh, you go down a rabbit hole. Real yeah, fast. yeah. Like yeah, if, yeah. if it resonates at all, uh, and it's different from being hearing stuff like Sugar Magnolia or at the time Touch of Gray. Yeah. Like, at, at, touch at, touch at, heads. At, yeah. Yeah. At, at yeah. a kegger, you know, it's like it, when it, when it latches on. It gets uh, it gets in you like a lamprey, yeah, <laughs> and 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 it just sort of and you, you you feed off it and and so like my real in was that without a vault, uh, without a net, without yeah. a, no, yeah. not without a net, oh, uh, one from the vault, one from the vault, vault. Yeah. nineteen seventy five, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So that was the very first live release. We're now here. That's right. We're now. That's true. We're That's now a good point. Here, like what. Uh, Fuck! Thirty years later, yeah. half half of May seventy seven has been has, has been, been officially been released. released by the band. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. At this point, I mean, it's be- between Dick's picks. Between they did a May seventy seven box set that was May eleventh through eighteenth or okay. something. Five twenty one was a Dick's picks. Yeah. Five twenty eight was to Terrapin. That's right. Um, now we have these four shows. Yeah, I mean, it's so really, really like filling that out. Yeah. If you if you want to go back in time, it's sort. Of, you can sort of like Europe 72 it. You yeah, can, yeah, yeah. If you want to listen to like every show the band played for like a 30 day period, you yeah. almost can with May 77 yeah, at this yeah. point. At this point. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess what I'm saying is like, why um, th- these eras though, there's so many eras that you can get into this. Yeah. And, and why this one? Because but, I, if I'm, if I'm sitting back and, and trying to convince somebody, which I'm sort of trying to do right now, Mm-hmm. Trying to convince somebody like why you should listen to the dead. If you're just tuning in and you're like, "Hey, I think these guys know a lot about music," and I really don't know about the Grateful Dead, so I decided to spend an hour listening to us running our mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This set is—it's going to give you just about everything I think you need to decide whether or not you are a dead fan or not. And yeah. when you come back to it, even, you know, so you, you sort of start with this and then um, I think for most people, this is just an easy entry point into the dead. And then you and then maybe you go into like, uh, you know, maybe you have a hardcore like 60s phase where you like yeah. those like 40 minute long jams or yeah. the, you know, turn on your love light or whatever. Uh, buck and a quarter jams, all those things, right? Viola, Viola Lee, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, all that, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like really you can the do that. Kinetic end of the you know, yeah. the, the spectrum. Yeah, you can you can go eighties. You can go sort of like big bloated cheesy <laughs> yeah, yeah. dead. You can yeah. get into like you know Jerry barely being able to sing in like ninety three, ninety four. Like, but but like when you come back to this stuff, and even even yeah. like I look at like like I was looking at that the set list before I started listening to these CDs. Yeah, thinking like. Oh, I thought the songs like for some reason I thought the song selection would be better or something. Yeah, and there's and, a lot of repetition. Yeah, too, and thinking you know? and and feeling not that excited until yeah. you put it on and you hear it and you're like all of a sudden these songs that you think are just placeholders or that you might not be that excited to hear sure. on like an '84 show. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, when yeah. you hear them here, this is the version. This yeah, is the version of yeah, that song that you yeah. want forever and ever. It, that's the one you want in your mind, like yeah. flowing through your mind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Last question I'm going to ask here. Before we move on, 
This is gonna be a hard question, guys. This is gonna be a really hard question. I'm a little, I'm a little scared here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should be. Yeah. Scared. Um, I know what my answer is. Uh, but for people who don't appreciate jam bands and think that it is a jam band, they are not. Yeah, and you have They're to not. also realize when they were doing this. You know, yeah. I mean, they basically developed that or the concept right. of jam bands developed out of what yeah. they were doing. Yeah. You know, it, it, if anything, Jerry should bi- be mad about is yeah, the yeah. existence of Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so touche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but so if you are, <laughs> why the dead? Why this over yeah. over any of those other bullshit bands? Because it's about. The songwriting. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it comes down to that. Well, because, because here's here's what jam bands are about, and this type of music, I think, it's about songwriting. Yeah, but it's also about a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, dead shows were good times. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, and it, and it may be. I, I'm not. And, and if you I, put I don't, the music on at your house during a party, people are generally going to have a good time too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know how like multi ethnic this is. The dead is. I, yeah. I don't know the appeal yeah. of that. It's it's yeah. something I've I've honestly like wanted to explore for a long time. Yeah. Like what's because there's a side of this that is very privileged white males. Sure. Uh, and and females, but mainly white males. Trust going, Trustafarians. Trustafarians. Yeah. 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 Which bled into like seriously bad bands like say <laughs> Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mo. I mean, Poor they deserve girl. it, but but String Cheese Incident are far more yes. egregious yeah. than Mo. But, like, yeah. but, but here's the weird thing, and, 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 and I will give String Cheese Incident credit, is that in the spirit of what these shows bring, what the live dead brings, like, yeah. you can, we can name, like, off the top of our heads, maybe four albums of the dead you should listen to, and that's actually it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's, not, yeah. there's not, like, so the studio albums the studio, are, not, yeah. are not where it's at, which is something that the, the, uh, the whole scene seems to cling to is like, no, it's all about the live shows. But the thing about it was that you have to be able to do both. And so you have to have at least one good album. Yeah. yeah. String Cheese Incident though, uh, doesn't have a good album, (laughs) but they do. Uh, they played a show on Mayo Island in Richmond, uh, back in the day and they played for four hours and, and the, the, what they set up was just, it enabled you to enjoy yourself. Yeah, because it was an experience. Yeah, yeah. The the whole thing. That's something you know. Also unique that I feel the Grateful Dead, whether they consciously created that or it just created itself around what they were doing, was that it became it itself was an experience as a whole, the entire thing. You know, like mm-hmm. going to the show, like all you know, yeah, the whole yeah. event. It was an event. You know, yeah. some people were on right. tour. Like people were it on was, tour. That was the experience. Which, which brings it, me back to like the, that like, fork in the road that, yeah. I, that I was talking about, <laughs> which was uh, pull up to a gas station. There's a guy and his son. Yeah. I'm wearing a tie dye shirt, a Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to a party in Towson, Maryland. Uh, I forget it was Kegzilla or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was roommate, college roommates, and, uh, and uh, one of them, their dad was out of town. They had a house up there, so you know, this is, and this is probably about an hour outside of Washington. Yeah, I come from Virginia Tech, and the guy says to me, he turns to me, he says, "Hey, man, yeah, sweet, you going to RFK that night?" I say, uh, "I don't know, I don't have a ticket." He's like, "We got an extra. You want it?" No shit. <laughs> yeah, 
and I didn't take the ticket. Oh. There's an alternate timeline <laughs> where, where alternate Kevin goes to the show they're, they're and ends up and wow. ends up on tour. Wow. And Kevin's in Highgate, Vermont when they Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my, my point is, is like and, and it turns out like we were wondering where our friend Chris was and, uh, and, and Chris Baumeister had gone to the show. Oh shit. <laughs> you know, and then I ended up yeah. living next to RFK, like yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. it's like, yeah. Fuck, yeah. But my point is is like uh, of asking why this and how you get into this stuff is is simply that you 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 kind of have a lot of chances and you just need to take them. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay not to like something. Yeah, yeah. But if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you don't like the dead, that's that's really weird. And we love you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Congrats yeah. for hanging in yeah. for this, yeah. for this long. But um, but. Yeah, it's if you're trying to figure it out, this is it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is this is this is a great. It's it's just a great starting point and a great yeah. ending point for yeah. for how to love the Grateful Dead. Yeah, it's like yeah. start here, go do a bunch of other shit, go listen to a bunch of other shit, and then yeah. come back to this. Yeah, and you'll always come back to this. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think yeah. that is unanimous unanimously sort of agreed mm-hmm. upon. Yeah, I think within the entire community, I don't really, I don't think I've ever heard someone counter argue that. That yeah. You're not going to come back to these right. at some point if you're a fan of this type of this music. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we're going to be back on Thursday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and because because here's the thing, what we didn't talk about, and this was yeah. intentional, uh, was Barton Hall, which is yeah, considered yeah. to be the the holy grail of dead shows, the holy grail, I think, of of live recordings. Period. Well, it was put into the uh, Library of Congress. Yes, it yes. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they identified so, it as culturally significant. Yeah, a culturally significant recording, and uh, this has been passed around forever, and now yeah. it is the the way. Actually, before we get out of here, I want to describe the the release sort of strategy of these guys. They they release one show from all these releases, right? Right, and it's up on streaming, and it's like, but yeah, you can else. you can get you can get Cornell on Apple Music or on Spotify. Okay, yeah. Um, it's it's out there. The uh, the other three shows in this box you can only get if you either bought the box set or if you buy the um, you can buy it digitally from the band. Okay, um, from the from the Rhino you know store or whatever. Yeah. Again, fantastic marketing. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is. It really yeah, yeah. is. Um, and they and they've and they've taken this approach. They they took this approach with the July seventy eight box set. That was four shows. I think mm-hmm. only one is on streaming. Okay. The thirty trips around the the thirty show suitcase yeah. uh, collection. I think they put out uh, uh, a a summary of it where there's like one song from each year. Oh, but, okay. But the only way to get, if you want all of Cape Cod 1979, like you had to buy the $1,500 wow. 30 show box set. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, or or troll eBay for someone who yeah. bought the box set and <laughs> sold the shows off individually, as my friend Andres did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll be back. Uh, thank you guys for hanging in. Uh, yeah. I think the trip's about to get a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Set Break. Um, you know, in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll be seeing Dead and Company for the first time. And oh, uh, for, uh-huh. the, for the first time, yeah, I never, I never, I never saw Dead and Company. Okay. Um, 
So uh, it's just working out that um, a good friend of mine is in town and we're going to go to fucking Nissan Jiffy Lube, Jiffy Lube yeah. uh, on that Saturday night. And during that set break, here's here's what you would be doing if you were at a show, right? Um, you're doing a status check on all the things that you've taken to make sure you're still doing okay and that you're at the right level for everything. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're setting aside at least 30 minutes to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> um, probably more. Um, depending on the show and the location, you should add like a 15 minute buffer on that because you're going to run into people, you know, or just have like random adventures with, with strangers and, and all that. And you want it, you want to budget some time for that. And, um, that is really, that eats up most of the set break. It's like 45 yeah. minutes in now and the band could come back anytime. And all you've really done is gone to the bathroom <laughs> and, and you can't believe that time has passed so quickly. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too, but I don't want to get too into it, uh, here, but, uh, it is, we're talking dead and company. So it's gonna be real yeah. slow. So maybe, 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 <laughs> yes. maybe yes. your urgency third, third, to get it that tops out. At and, and for the record, you know, and this is a good <laughs> chance to like talk about this for just, for just like one minute. Yeah. You know, uh, we said that this was 77 was one ideal of the Grateful Dead. Uh, I, I, I mean, I like all the eras, but I like this era, but I also really like the late 80s and early 90s. Um, I don't get into the whole, like, well, he was flubbed on this show or blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I just don't yeah. listen to that show. I mean, that's 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 how you navigate yeah. that. With Dead and Company, what they did, though, and I think what's fantastic about what they're doing on this final tour uh, is Bob is really driving it now, obviously, since Garcia is dead. And if there's anybody that has the right to reinterpret these songs, it's Bob Weir. But he's not doing anything different than the dead ever did. The dead always reinter they completely reinvented themselves over and over and over and over and over. And you couldn't I, I think their personalities or their humanity like grounded them as like you knew it was them. If you hear if you hear Bob do a, a Bobby scream, like there's nobody that does that. You know, you, you know. Uh, and yeah. certainly there's nobody who plays guitar like Philip Lesh or Jerry Garcia. Um, you yeah. know, you, you can you can hear that. But the work continued to evolve um, and it, it continues to evolve. So if, if you're listening right now because you're like really into 77, but you're like, oh, no, the Ted and Company is so slow. Uh, John Mayer is a great guitar player and man, they, they are fun shows. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's um, certainly Bobby helping himself to the to the catalog is something that I think a lot of people were ready for. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe we did need a few years, right? But, but you know, credit. I think credit to Mayor in part for helping. Yeah, um, yeah. Bobby think he could access some of that part of the catalog where you know those were Jerry tunes, and maybe Bobby thought he couldn't he couldn't sing them. But you know, frankly, if anyone's going to sing them, if anyone has a right to sing them, Bobby certainly has that right. And us as the fans, like, like we want to hear those songs too. Yeah. You know, that like, I, I don't want them to sort of remain forever uh, cloistered and untouchable because Garcia sang them and Garcia's not around. Like, if I can be around people who are going to sway and feel kind of melancholy and sad during uh, Row Jimmy. Yeah. Like I want that to happen, and and I want Bobby to do that for us. And, and his version of uh, "Days Between," which was a Jerry song, is absolutely. It's, oh yeah, it's so 
gut wrenching and beautiful. He, and uh, he did that at the Kennedy Center run uh, that I saw with the with the NSO, and that was that was remarkable. I do want to say one thing about you know just reflecting on like time passing and and us aging and all that, which is which is about the song Road Jimmy actually, because mm. I know we talk about it on this episode, and there was a moment where we sort of like drew a blank about about what the song is about, and it's it's kind of one of my one of my favorite like first set songs, but. Uh, you know, you live with songs for a while and then they kind of reveal new things to you. And just, just yeah. as a very small example of that, you know, the verse in Road Jimmy uh, that goes, uh, you know, broken heart, don't feel so bad. You ain't got half of what you thought you had. Uh, I I was listening to, um, probably to Cornell, um, sometime shortly after my separation and the, the idea of like dividing our financial assets and selling a house and all that um, was really kind of, you know, front of mind for me. And, and in theory, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're like breaking up the stuff that you had as a couple into two half piles. Right. And when you do that, what you find out is that your half is actually less than what you thought. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, it's half, the half is less than actually half of the total somehow. And that line just suddenly hit me in this other way that it never had before. And if I didn't have that life experience, it might not have you know, played that way for me, but, yeah. but that's, that's my little, my little exhibit a in how listening to the dead and how the songs can, can change and how their meanings can evolve for you over time. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, dead and company are up now on the, on the final tour. Um, yeah. so I get out there. I mean, Bob Weir's doing Wolf Brothers. That's fantastic. I saw that here in Milwaukee, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would get out and see it because you're not going to see this configuration again. Um, and with that, I think we can move on to the second half, where we really focus a little more on Cornell, um, and yeah. and really like dig into why that's such a really good show, um, and uh, you know, <laughs> just just listen. You only have yeah. like two hours left, folks, and we'll see you <laughs> on the other side. All the news is good good news. Scary good news. Um, Back here talking about the dead. I uh, I have something to report my my Bobby limited edition (laughs) Bobby shorts uh, arrived in the mail since we last talked. And what's what's the percent coverage that they give you? Would you say? Are, are, we're, we're talking yeah. about balls, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about seventy percent. Yeah, and I'm disappointed because the jeans were yeah, a little dirty, was, a little sticky, a little. Yeah. It was not. Of course, they were. This is not a mark. As much as I like to stand by my my ideas and my word, this is not a marketing plan the dead should pursue. Yeah. <laughs> now, now having it in my hands, yeah. it's like, no, nah, this isn't going to work. Comes a little piece of bubble gum. Uh, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, so uh, we are back. This is uh, sort of like Grateful Dead Week, and yeah. uh, we are talking in our previous podcast on Monday, which if you didn't listen to that, you should catch up on. Uh, we're talking about the uh, box set they just released, Get Shun Light, the album we're going to be talking about and actually reviewing. There's a, there's a buy, try, or stream on, at the end yeah, of this yeah, one. at the end of this one, nice. yeah. And... Uh, is is the Cornell show five eight seventy seven, which is the centerpiece of not just this box set, but uh, th- basically the entire Dead Live catalog. This is yeah. to Long most history. people you can find a consensus that this is considered to be the greatest show uh, in in history for the Dead, and 
how many shows total did they play? Over two thousand, maybe. Yeah, well, well yeah. over two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, Some, so in two thousand shows that literally people have listened to all two thousand. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This mm-hmm. one they came, yeah. came to. Um, I want to do something we don't normally do, which is sort of read the track list. But I think it's going to be important. Yeah. Because this is this is uh, on our last podcast we talked how they structured shows and how they were meant to like. <laughs> match your trip yeah, yeah. or whatnot <laughs> um, if yeah, you will sort of ease you in but, they're, but you, they're guiding you, you, you man you've got yeah, and, yeah. and commentary if you guys want one I'm yeah, scanning yeah. through this here yeah, yeah. You're, you're kicking things off with New Minglewood Blues you're, you're, then you're going to Loser then you're going to El Paso thus the Bobby shorts yeah, yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they dressed love up each like other. Cowboy Bobby yeah, yeah. Cowboy yeah. Bobby <laughs> right. uh, then they, they love each other Jack Straw which yeah. is the song that pretty much people if you don't like the dead you know that song yeah. uh, Deal Lazy Lightning Supplication you heard a little of that on the weird, last podcast. Yeah, weird jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also heard Brown Eyed Women, which I just realized that's now a trifecta almost. I think it's on it, every. It's on, it's on everything. Yeah, Lazy yeah, yeah. Lightning, Supplication, Brown Eyed Women. Uh, Mama Tried, made oh, famous yep. by Merle Haggard. Yep. Yeah. But now you have this. And, and uh, Row Jimmy. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dancing in the Streets, Scarlet Begonias, Fire on the Mountain. The Scarlet Fire duo is yeah. legendary in the Dead Canon. Yeah. Estimate, to op- yeah, to open the second set. Estimated yeah, yeah, yeah. Profit, a <laughs> little yeah. weird if you're not listening to Terrapin Such as a good whole. Song. Yeah. <laughs> St. <laughs> Stephen, song, Not yeah. Fade Away, uh, St. Stephen 2, Morning Dew, and then one more Saturday night. Just because. Yeah. Because, be, because it's a fucking party, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, is, that is, I mean, and, and that that's the set list for this uh, uh, this supposed best show of all time. So what we're going to try to do here is is walk you through this and and figure out if this is the best show, the best dead show of all time. Yeah, and so does, it, uh, and like just to and is it also even significant to say it's the best show? Yeah. Or is that the right question even? That's the other interesting yeah. thing I'm yeah. interested no, to talk is. about. Yeah. Like, is there a different question that's maybe better okay. to well, talk about? What would that question be? You're up. Batter I don't up? know. That's what I'm putting out there. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, by, like, by best, do you mean yeah. that, that, the, that the jams are crazier? Because I think by and large... Uh, you know these uh they were they were they were tight in may of 77 yeah, yeah. so the yeah, jam the jams tight. aren't that out there no no um yeah they're they're pretty focused yeah they are overall they are they they, they know what they're doing they know what they want to do when they yeah. go into a jam and they sort of know how to find their way out of it so it's not that it's not the it's not the craziest most off the rails time no no no, no. um is it uh is it just that this is the best introduction to the dead that it sort of doubles as like a greatest hits album? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that's just about every song you would want someone that, that if, if you wanted someone to, like, if you had to prep someone to fake their way through a night hanging out with deadheads, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, like a job interview or something. <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. would, I mean, like, honey, um, so we're going to a friend's house tonight. And, right, and, right. And, look, yeah. I really like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. You're probably going to hear something and, and you're, you're yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. This is, this is. You might want to make one pass yeah. through this. Yeah. Yeah. This this would also be like the calling card, right? Like yeah. if you know one thing about the dead, it should be this show, probably. Yeah, yeah. should it be though? Yeah, that, that's, well, that's it, always I, that, that, yeah that's right. Could it be? Could it be five twenty eight or nine three? Or... That that it was in fact uh, either without an net or one from the vault, which uh, is also yeah, which amazing. Is, yeah, the beginning of one from the vault is yeah. it literally it's starts off. like, ladies and gentlemen, the Grateful Dead. Go. 
yeah. And and if you haven't had that in front of you, like uh, mm-hmm. then you're just like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but no, but this is like you said, it is sort of a greatest hits. There is there's ample room. It's a tight set to highlight pretty yeah. much everybody in here except the drummers. Right. Uh, yeah. Because there's no drums in space, which I think is actually for the better. Yeah. I, I it, think uh, drums in space occupies uh, a place in shows, always did, where uh, people were essentially just peeking. Yeah. Losing their shit. Yep. Yep. And, and you're, giving that, you're giving off, you're letting that vibration happen and you're facilitating it. Which God bless him, man. That's like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, but which, which is why they would usually come out of that with like either like a Jerry, like a Stella Blue, yeah, or a a, like a, a, mor- a Morning Dew as they do here, yeah, or like a Comes a Time as they do on yeah. on the night after this show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we didn't so, talk wow. about that. God damn it, we have Comes a Time. Yeah. So we're gonna. There's gonna be a third podcast, the third episode that's you know no, going no. back and reflecting on all the stuff we missed. So, yeah. so to that point is like as somebody who is a Dead fan and is very familiar with the song, this tape has has traveled yeah. through the hands of every single single deadhead like if you like the dead you have this yeah everyone had a copy of this so so i will say up front like the 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 bonus ad of this is like you don't have a copy that sounds like this yeah absolutely it it, it is it it is like rediscovering your best friend it's just like you're just like you listen to it you're like oh my god like how is this what am i here yeah like is this happening (laughs) and it's interesting because it was always one of the best sounding recordings and now it's just been taken that yeah step and you're like i didn't think this could get any better and it's just amazing the the work that went into this as well i just want to you know put my hands together for the folks that the audio people that went into this to really put this together and remaster it and Really, they every every they, one of those sixteen channels is yeah. like is just coded is in gold. Is it a sixteen channel recording? I, I think I think yeah. I think that's what that's what Betty Cantor Jackson did, and that yeah. and that's why the like you compare this to to like your typical the the fish show that you get the day after you go to the show from yeah. livefish.com, yeah. which is just a two channel, two channel okay. flat soundboard, left right, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and this like oh you my, feel Lord. like you are just in the middle of which the is, band yep. when yep. you're listening to it. I'm glad you brought that up, and we'll talk about that early. Mm-hmm. So, granted, uh, the dead had a, a lot more, um, for lack of a better word, dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we're working in an age where, like, if you were going to record this, you had to know how to record. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, yeah, we mentioned the wall of sound in the last podcast, but it really, it, it, we didn't have, I couldn't take my laptop to a show. Or an eight, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Was it Zoom HR seven, HR six. I couldn't take that to a show and just plug in mics and do whatever. Like I had to like actually know what I'm doing. And yeah, so yeah. For Fish, a band like Fish or any band that is doing live recordings like that, like are they not aware that? <laughs> yeah. that, that you can do. Like, I, how? How? That, I just don't think they're willing to spend that. A, a, how cynical a capitalist like endeavor that is. Yeah. That you don't wait a week. And have somebody in your in your crew like mastering that. Yeah, yeah, just taking the time to sit down with it for a minute. I m- I remember hearing um my uh, my college roommate Evan, who I mentioned on the last podcast, talking about there was a head shop he used to go to. He lived in uh st- in Stony Brook on Long Island, yeah. and um 
And uh, every dead show he saw at Madison Square Garden, he would go to this head shop the next Mm -hmm. morning Mm -hmm. and they would already have like eight cassettes of the last night's performance, right? Which which means that a taper hightailed it out of Manhattan right out to Stony Brook and then was up all night dubbing cassettes. Yeah. Because there's only like, you can't do that on a one-to-many scale, right? (laughs) It's one-to-one by definition. And it takes three hours for each one. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and so you could go in and buy this like, yeah, probably a horrible sounding audience you yeah. know, mic recording, but you could still but that's you could still hear what happened the night before. It just took a lot more work than. Yeah. Than the way Fish sort of professionalized it or right. something. Where, right. Yeah. Right. It's just like straight to my inbox. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I, I would I would I would hazard a guess that you probably appreciated it a lot more for ha- for for knowing the hustle behind it. As yeah. opposed to just being like, well, I'm redeeming the number that's on my ticket stuff sure, from sure. the show. Well, we talked about this on the last episode as well, like the, the tape trading culture and the relationships and the time that you oh, put yeah. into that. Yeah. Like yeah. you were invested. You had to cultivate had, relationships yeah. just, yeah, exactly. just, just to get music. Yeah. 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 Sometimes with some weird dudes, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't really want to hang out here for three hours, but I'm going to do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, but, because, because who's going to do that? Yeah. yeah. Like the exact, the weird dude. And, and you have, one weird dude. And you have like, to invest time. So it has talk, to be important to you. you people. Yeah. Like you've ever met in your life. Talk to somebody who is really hung up on the stats of the dead. The stats. Yeah. The stat dudes. Oh, dude. Or Mo. Yeah. Or the dudes. Or go to the taper section at a show and just start talking to some of those dudes. You know, I mean, they're, they're interesting characters, you know, they're very invested in that. Like I've never looked at, um, when I'm on a a torrent site or Mm -hmm. when I've downloaded shows before, like I've, I've actually never looked at the, um, the, uh, the sort of the gear line, you know, that's where they say like, uh, 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 ships like 730 front sure, of board sure, yeah. uh into <laughs> this converter suddenly to whatever to whatever yeah like i honestly yeah. don't care i just i just care if it sounds good and and this yeah. sounds really fucking well, that, good that's this actually a, why i didn't want to actually be on mic for this podcast it turned out because i don't because when i hear this i hear i i just want to hear like sweet jams and i am a stickler for something that sounds Sounds great, but uh, to my ear, not a lot sounds great these days. There's mm-hmm. some good sounding recordings. There's yeah, uh, you there's know, we, we, we I mean, shitty sounding recordings too. Yeah. I mean, we, we uh, Sean Barnum was over here and we were playing him, introducing him to a guy the good ass. Yeah, and he was just like, "This sounds so like open." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, this, you you can do stuff like that." Yeah, and uh, and it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You and not not her her songs don't suck, but you you can actually cover up a lot of like weaknesses if it just sounds good. Okay, Chris yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know. But uh, broken halos, people. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 nothing uh, nothing you're ever gonna hear sounds better than this version.
That is a, this is a dark fucking song. Yeah, yeah it I know. is. Um, from from a band that you don't honestly normally think of. It's like, hey, get, these guys are dark. Yeah. Well, well, they opened on a much brighter night of uh, brighter note of New Minglewood Blues, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, which upbeat. is uh, which which is a rocking number, but that is also fucking depraved, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sheriff couldn't catch me, but his little girl sure wish he could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's dirty Bobby, right? Yeah, dirty. <laughs> Just, uh, dirty Bobby, yeah. sweaty Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. So we so we go from that to to basically Jerry the Degenerate Gambler. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. the best song written about poker outside of the Gambler. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so good that in fact, uh, Crackers covered it. Oh yeah, they, yeah. I, I, have, I wonder if he gets mad at the royalties he doesn't get from that. Yeah, <laughs> we're Lowry. we're still here if you want to talk about La- we, <laughs> about royalties. We all David, yeah. David Lowry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but that but that's a way to kick off a show. And like we we ran down the set list, but you immediately get back into this is a degenerate show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, El Paso. Yeah, El Paso. Right after that, <laughs> that's some that's yeah. some like dusty sleaze. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty like, I, I often have said that song doesn't it need is. to yeah. exist. Bobby shouldn't yeah. have done that, but he did do it. <laughs> but he did it. And he did it for years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they he, played he, that he song. Really... I, was always, I was always impressed by the resilience of El Paso, <laughs> you know, throughout you know the Dead's career. Yeah, but like, are you ever sitting in the audience and you're just like? What I really want right now, yeah, is an El Paso. No, no, no. no. I had nobody ever. Yeah, the, the 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 experience I can liken it to is being at a fish show and just and being like three songs in and being like they haven't earned a bluegrass song yet. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to hear my sweet one yeah, or old home yeah, place yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or you know Rocky like top or something. Like, yeah. I, need, I need to hear something else before they get to before a bluegrass, they get to before that. Before they yeah. cool down with a bluegrass exactly, number. Exactly. But, so so given that that is. Uh, one of the darkest songs they've ever done, and, and, and it, mm-hmm. is, it is a nice one, two, honestly, three punch at the beginning of this set. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think this is unlike a lot of sets that they've ever done, yeah, yeah, it, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think because it's it's a greatest hits of songs that like people didn't ever know, yeah, yeah. I mean, Loser was. On a Jerry solo album, yeah, wasn't it? Right, yeah. right, it was. Yeah, another one of his slow ballads. Yep, you know which he loved. Which the, he 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 did he did love songs that end in death. Like, yes, yeah. like that's just that's just Jerry's <laughs> yeah, favorite yeah, kind exactly. of song. Well, like, that, does the yeah. protagonist that's, die? That's the bluegrass yeah. tradition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Absolutely, that's absolutely yeah. the bluegrass tradition. But like getting on to like even in the so I forget where the set break is, but uh, it's after. Uh, Dancing in the streets it's is dancing, the end yeah. of the first set. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, Scar- Scar- yeah. Scarlet Fire Holy opens the fuck. second set. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> is yeah. it or or am I wrong? I I, I don't I know. Look that up. But it, but but yeah, I mean, they end on dancing. I mean, don't they? Look, look down. They cool it off. <laughs> they they heat it up. They they uh, do a great song called Deal. Uh, they get the lazy lightning supplication brown eyed woman uh trifecta i mean the road the road jimmy here is is long is um, long yeah it's uh and 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 this happened also a lot another in obscure song though yeah road jimmy not very oftenly played yeah you know if you're in and the it, indie music world you know actually the decemberists did a nice cover of that mm-hmm. like on one of their eps True. you know you know if you're into that so what, world what, what's the gist of that song road jimmy heard. yeah would, it, do we know that I just stump everybody? Yeah. No. Well, well, well what do you what do you what do you mean with the? Well, I I, I mean, uh, going down Julie the Julie like catch a rabbit a, by his hair. Like it's 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 going down the theme of this uh, being a very mm-hmm. dark set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's 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 a dark song. Yeah. Mama tried. Yep. I mean, that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm running through the lyrics now, but yeah. uh, you, uh, but like, but but the but but there is a powerful sense of loss that permeates right. Road Jimmy, right? You ain't got as much as you thought you had. Yeah. Um, step back. Uh, there's that great line uh, about um, falling apart in midair and coming back together oh, before yeah, you yeah, land. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, the lines aren't coming to me because of, because yeah. uh, of all the LSD. Yeah. <laughs> all the, all the LSD. No. Hey, America, uh, we yeah. took it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, it's yeah. all gone, guys. Um, but when you look at the set, you know, for being the great, you know, if you want to call it the greatest show, it's got some pretty obscure songs on it when well, you look at their catalog. So, so one thing... <laughs> I mean, and a lot of covers, you know, which is interesting. And we'll get this out of the way because this is going to be painful, kids. Because look, there was was nothing painful about this. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Okay. All right. So we have different opinions. Unbridled joy uh, is coming your way. (laughs) Because with all these uh, darker takes on this album and this set and how they put it together, uh, there was something that uh, I, I think is an abomination to the universe. But. Uh, Eduardo disagrees. I, I, I believe uh, that it is. I'm, it is. It is. I'm, but 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 for this song, the universe would no longer exist. <laughs> we we would have we would have ended yeah. <laughs> at sixteen minutes and six seconds. Yes. Uh, we have Disco Dead coming at you right now. Yeah, this is the origins. Uh, of it. The origins of it. This is uh, Dancing in the Streets, and uh, we're gonna play it all.
well, enough of that bullshit. Uh, you know, look, this is uh, this is where the dead ultimately went. Yeah. Uh, this is a good time. This is a light in the darkness that is the set list. But really, does is the world a better place with this song? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Well, it's un, un, unqualified. I, I yes. As is exhibit A, this might not be. I think the, the best dead show of all time. The five. The five. T- 2177 version of dancing is yeah. is Jesus is uh, so that's the in, is that the definitive like, one is that the I, one I I I, I love I that version like this was but the, this one this, this one, one is, is yeah I feel like especially the jam section is yeah oh yeah it's pretty they just on they point just, they never lose steam yep. we're in a lot of dancing's like because it goes on for 16 minutes I mean <laughs> you know you either build steam or you lose it at some point and they never really yeah. lose it here no they 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 fucking attack this song like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah. is like is like the 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 I mean the, that's one way the to parts put it. the parts <laughs> the parts where they're singing are just they're yeah. just there to to this lead into vehicle. this is a vehicle it, just to totally get to the jam this totally is basically so drop the hammer on you the yeah. definitive version is more than the vandellas <laughs> yeah. like, let's, let's not let's well, not pretend well well i mean yeah. i mean sure not if you sure, want if sure, you sure. Yeah. i mean if you're measuring that by social yeah. impact commercial success actual actual artistic accomplishment yeah no no of course of course i'm not i i should uh I meant this is the definitive <laughs> version of the Grateful Dead's version of yes, the song. Of yes. course, of course, it's yeah. not. Um... <laughs> but um, the dead, but the dead are, you know, as you can tell, just looking at the set list, they're a great cover band. Yeah, like look at yeah. the amount of cover songs in this show alone. You know, El Paso, New Minglewood Blues. That's an old blues yep. song. Yeah, yep. it's uh, Reverend Gary Davis, I think. Yeah, is and the, uh, is the, uh, the first version. Mama tried Merle Haggard yep. dancing in the streets. You know, you got um, Not Fade Away later well, with you know Buddy Holly. Well, this is and, there was a, there was there was just a, a study that um, I saw some people on Twitter sharing, uh, including Tyler Cowen, who's sort of this libertarian conservative okay. economist of a certain age. He's 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 kind of like an old boomer. And he he constructs elaborate hypotheses about what's happening in society because kids these days don't want to buy cars, okay, yeah, or because yeah. new movies have too much CGI, okay, or because pop music is different from what it used to be, yeah. And and he was sharing the study that basically said, um, uh, it, it was trying to damn current music by saying that the average hit song on the pop charts now has seven point four uh, songwriters listed. Okay. As opposed to the average of right, three point two right, or whatever, right, right. Yeah. which never mind the fact that like obviously half of it is that that this is how people get paid, and and so therefore people had an incentive to keep people from being named, right? Yeah. And now increasingly people are like, oh, we're putting that out, like put my name on that fucking shit, right? Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that obviously, um, the the uh, Bob Dylan, uh, most of his songs are either uh very very heavily plagiarizing yeah. things that are in the public domain or or only lightly yeah. <laughs> like those are the two gears yeah. that Bob Dylan yeah. has yeah. like like yeah. basically directly lifting from songs in the public domain or or uh only alluding to them um <laughs> <laughs> so this idea that like songwriting is somehow worse or whatever or that Bob Dylan uh-huh. didn't need help right sure, sure. no of course he did he just had he just knew the 50 years of recorded american mm-hmm. music before 1965 which most people didn't yeah um, the Grateful Dead, we, we kept talking about them being great songwriters, yeah. which they were. They had John Perry Barlow. They had yeah. um, Robert Hunter. Um, they also very smartly knew how to um, 
incorporate songs by other artists and and yeah. and that and that goes with the sort of the scene thing the party band yeah. thing that, that right it actually goes back to country yeah. oh it does like yeah dan, right dance whole right. country stuff. you're going like to you, a show you, you expect you to hear to certain show. songs you have to, you have yeah. to keep Seems... people dancing yeah. yeah that's the whole point of the show the point yeah. of the show isn't that the musicians up on stage Musi- musicians up on stage are providing the right. uh the jukebox if you will yeah, yeah. yeah. right 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 yeah and uh, they did a that, that was and the interesting thing is that many of these songs i remember when i was first getting into the dead i was like oh it's the, you know i hear this song and yeah. i i thought it was a dead song and then I find out, like, oh, no, it's a Merle Haggard song or some yep. old traditional. Like, I thought yeah, yeah, when yeah. I first yeah. heard Peggy O, I was like, that's a really, I really like that song, you know? And then I realized, oh, that's And then you're an like, old... oh, Simon and Garfunkel must have gotten that from the Grateful Dead somehow, yeah, yeah, exactly. even though they released it 10 years before, yeah, exactly. <laughs> before the recording that I know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so and they they morphed them and made them their own almost to the uh, point where you you couldn't distinguish or you didn't sometimes like oh that that oh yeah that's a cover song yeah this yeah. isn't their their well, this isn't their we, writing you we, know? we've actually touched on uh sort of their country and their, and their ass disco here and, and yeah. we're sort of in cover song mode so you mentioned i'm i'm, I'm quibbling with the ass modifier okay. on disco but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just let that, just that jam though and that for the record in the streets the is, is, the pretty, is, so is good. pretty oh my god damn the jam good. is so good it's good no it's the introduction we were talking about earlier i don't want to take you off track but uh this infusion of technology yeah you know i.e the envelope filter if you're not familiar it is a pedal a guitar pedal that you insert into your mix that Mm -hmm. jerry must have recently learned about he he must have like patented the shit yeah (laughs) it's been it's 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 manipulation of a sine wave yeah and so it is like an it's just like an analog synth and analog synths were around like in the sixties, yeah. Uh, so they used them a lot, but they they hadn't been, and I, and I don't know that his was reduced to a pedal. Yeah, maybe it, it, it wasn't. Could've, it could have been. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, he yeah, might have had a server rack. Like a, yeah, yeah, he right, probably did. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, when he was doing this, but uh, yeah. but the infusion of that into his sound. Is such this a is sort jam. of the beginning of yeah. that. That really permeated yeah. into Kev, a lot Kevin, of Kevin, Kevin, one, Kevin, one just, Kev, okay. Kevin just Fox News the <laughs> yeah, dancing yeah. by only playing you the ass snippet yeah, and not play playing the you the part. good part. So I'm going to go down that. Like, so if if the envelope filter is what, <laughs> what Jerry Garcia thought was funky of <laughs> Street, like, it's no wonder that racism survived in 2017. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somehow he heard that song, yeah, and he was like, "Which was about, which is about the riots." Yeah, he's <laughs> like, about, "You know what yeah, this which needs? was about, yeah. which is about like black people rising up." Yeah, which is about like all all these things. And said, "Man, this was funky." Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a terrible Jerry Garcia oh, yeah. He does. He does. Yeah, he that do, was he, the he does have a that yeah. guy does not suck card for Miles Davis, which I mentioned last no, He does have that. Which, we did clarify that on the last episode. It's not portable. Yeah, yeah. You can't take that card anywhere. But at one point, yeah. Miles Davis was like, you don't suck. I want to continue down uh, cover cover version lane. And so they were they were a band that, uh, like you said, was knew how to put together a set, knew how to yeah, put together yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. They knew their own songs. And, and even their, look, they, they had co-writers. Yeah. They didn't write a lot of lyrics. No, no, no. Like, great, this was not a thing yeah. that bands did. Like, bands were like, oh, yeah, I gotta do this. And so it's a big yeah. ego thing. They were just like, hey, man, Robin Hunter, 
Yeah, you got you got you you got some you got him, poem? him and Jerry like together yeah, like got, that's got, a, a that's a great duo. Uh, Mission, Mission in the rain. This is yeah. not yeah. a poem though, but this is this is a hell of a way to like kick off a Saturday night. Get, get around yeah, the get uh, not fade away, which was a staple in their catalog forever. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I can talk as my face is all melty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we listened to it a little bit more than you, listener. Yeah. Um, you know, that that was a classic example of yeah. their ability to take covers uh that that they should maybe take and yeah, repurpose they, for, they... for an audience that you know, we forget uh here in twenty seventeen and 
as people who were born in like the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. That there's that, 80, there's eighties kids here. Well, not right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but occasionally from time to time down here that rock and roll had a very specific development. Yeah. And we get the benefit of seeing sort of, I don't want to say the tail end. I don't want to say rock and roll's dead. No, no. But, but we get the benefit of seeing like a much wider swath of it. Than, yeah, yeah. Than people who say we're at this show in 77. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because in 77, like the song is, I should have looked it up. Like when Not Fade Away actually came out by Buddy Holly. Yeah. M- well, m- well, but the, but the thing to remember about these guys is that, is that they were teenagers in the fifties, right. right? They were listening to the same radio that Dylan was listening to, right? Yeah, right? And they're yeah. informed so by the same. These were right. the songs that shaped right. them. And, and, that, yeah. and, and that's yeah. my point is that you have, you are shaped by all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, Buddy Holly, Little Richard, like, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All, all, all this stuff. And so, of course, if you're playing a show on a Saturday night, <laughs> what are you going to play? Not yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it's such it's such an obvious choice. Yeah, for these guys specifically, uh, any other jam bands now who like try to do shit like this, it's not because yeah. you you weren't you did not come from that. Right, fish yeah. like like fish like doesn't fish, know Johnny be good. No, in the no, in the way in the way that yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 didn't realize what I was committing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and so this was a part of their appeal, and I think part of putting together a great show. Yeah. You could go and have, have a blast at this thing, and then you would hear a song that you knew. Yeah. Yeah. That right. was, that was right. in your soul. If you, weren't, if you weren't the hardcore deadhead who was like, oh my God, this is the first time they've played, you know, yeah, you estimated no... profit in the second set because yeah. it's been like a first set song like, and now they're point, yeah right how do we all react to cover songs these days poorly Poor, yeah really poorly i mean i mean it uh it it it, it I depends people, sometimes... i don't i don't think they're utilized I, I see, in can, the in the way that they yeah, see, maybe see, were at this time yourself because i remember uh most recently car seat headrest oh yeah that yeah. use of the car is just what yeah. i needed yeah made the song when they it really when did. They removed really it did. it ruined the song yep. yeah so so poorly like I, I well, don't think well, so. it dep- it depends it depends on how bands use it, but but yeah. um, but if you're out on a show, like I'm going to a show tonight, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And if they happen to play a Steely Dan cover, am I? Well, am yeah. I, more I mean, of course, to... you're going to love a Steely Dan cover. Of course, but, <laughs> yeah. that, but, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if you're in the moment and you're seeing a band, and this is something we don't see bands do a lot because they shy away from cover songs. They're like, yeah. Why would I yeah. do? I have to have my own identity. Your it's, own. It's, yeah. It's very ego driven and not driven by the music. So if if you go to something. And you're having a great time, and then all of a sudden somebody plays a great song yeah. that you that yeah. everybody yeah. knows. Like it, it, it does nothing but enhance the experience and enhance the cachet yeah. that the band will carry forward going going forward. Well, from I think that what show. you can learn from from these guys is that we brought it up before is that this is a Grateful Dead interpretation of "Not Fade Away." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, go and listen it, to the original, and we were just talking about it off the mic. Is like right, yeah. this is slow. Yeah, like yeah. compared to the original, like but. And because it's the Grateful Dead playing it, it's not yeah, Buddy yeah. Holly playing it. It's like right. the Grateful Dead would not play it at the same it's, beats per minute as Buddy Holly. They it's would a play really it in tough, this way. It's a really tough tempo to play that song oh, at, by the way. Like it's, yeah, yeah. And, we, and, and we like were and talking about it. Yeah, about the discipline to like to not speed up. Yeah. Right. You because your natural so reaction would tempting. be let's yeah. go a little faster, you know. Yeah. And, and it probably does a little bit from start to finish, but only a few. 
a, a very small amount. Yeah. And yeah. to keep that, yeah, to keep that going is, is really. But what they, what they also did with that song was that it becomes, it, it's, it's such a part of their mythology that, um, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the last fairly well song played. Uh, I might yeah. be. Yeah. Was it the and, last and, one they played? Yeah. And it okay. would, be, and it would, and it would, and it would become this call and response between the band yeah, and the yeah. audience. Right. Yeah. With, with one telling the other, like our love will not fade away yeah. and the audience responding, not fade away. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and so so not only did they play the fuck out of it, but they also used it in such a way that that it became so it's not just I know this song, I'm going to dance to it. Mm -hmm. It's that now there's this audience participation yeah. portion of it. So right. And it, bring, pulling the audience into the show and making them just as much a part of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which was that 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 band audience relationship was always very unique with this this yeah. group and if you listen to 90s shows like like that that back and forth would go on for a long time so they, sometimes they would, they would stop the song the band is not even playing yeah. anymore and, and the, the audience, audience is, is just, still singing yep and clapping yep like stomping like there, there's some great recordings of like it would just go on yep for minutes you know uh, absolutely yeah after absolutely. the song the band's not even playing anymore <laughs> yeah yeah which is yeah. which is which is you know it's not that's the thing of like it's it's to me, that almost becomes their song as opposed to something like mm -hmm. um, in that 78 box set, the, the Werewolves of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That, well, was, that, was, that, was, that was not a song you were going to hear them do in the 80s. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I, kind of actually, I hadn't heard them do it ever. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, there, there are... Uh, but if you were there, maybe it would have been a different experience. Yeah, yeah. At uh, that time, in that yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, in I mean, the sure, context sure, of that, sure. that song had just, you know... Sure. Had, right. to, to, I mean, to the point that I was just talking about, yeah. I mean, uh, that uh, I definitely could have seen that. But I mean, also, it depends on how fucked up I am Yeah, at that show. You know, like whether, a, whether whether you can pronounce all the syllables of a well, little, a little old lady, chorus, a little old lady got mutilated not, late last night. Whether or not, not I fall into artist. my buddy next to me and be like, ah, yeah, or or like, I like that song, sure. but I like it better when Warren Zevon uh, does it. But like you said, Andre, yeah. they made this their own, and, and they yeah. did that with all the covers. They did that with all their covers. Mm-hmm. And then they own. did that with their own, you know, and just and talking about reinter reinterpretation. They, yeah. they reinterpreted their own songs over time yeah. many yeah. times. Yeah. Well, well you know? like, like Road Jimmy, which is on yeah. here. There, there's a, I mean, the, and the rendition here is lovely. Um, uh, by the time you get to the 90s, Road Jimmy turns into this awful, like, five-minute Calypso jam. Do you remember when they would oh, do that? Oh, yeah. When they would bring, when, like, when yeah. Vince would bring in that sort of, like, weird oh, descending yeah, scale, and yeah, they would yeah. just build off of that, and it would yeah. become this... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they would go on for a long time. There are some you know, classic little right. steel drums. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. Oh, so bad. wow! I think so it's bad. blocked that out in general. There's a there's a real there's a, there's a really bad version of it on Dozen at the Nick, maybe. Oh, which okay. I think is, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I know this is off with the other one of the other shows. But the friend of the devil in this box set. I think you you yeah. Up. Well, that's I mean, a, they, they majorly reinterpreted that song. You know, at this time. Yep. And folded in Keith a little more on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he um he's he's really I think he's sort of um I think I think you don't tell the story of seventy seven without without Keith and and in a in a sort of weird way he's even though Jerry is always the like the LeBron James yeah, <laughs> of, yeah, yeah. of yeah. of the band, right? Um um Keith is sort of weirdly MVP because I don't know that that you get what the band did in seventy seven without someone like um like Keith there. And I think we, I think we heard that a little bit on the loser and, yeah. um, and definitely on that. Um, and I think, uh, what we were talking about off mic too, is yeah. that on the not fade away, 
is that it was really Billy and Keith kind of keeping the band yeah. on a, like, remember, this is this is how fast we're walking, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So so yeah. keep it together. Follow the lead here. Yeah. 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 Um, aside from the covers, mm-hmm. you know, what, there's also littered throughout this. Yeah, because so, of... A nice mix. Some of the, think, no, well, some of their best songs. Yeah, because that Not Fade Away, it comes out of... So the first part of Saint Stephen, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. part of Saint Stephen, Saint Stephen, not fade away, which is Stephen. a great when you look yeah. at it. You know, historically talking, that's one of their great early songs. You know, Saint Stephen is just yep. like it, it's a song their, that everybody which, knows. Everyone, song, yeah. So everyone you, knows. if you were thinking like, oh, I'm like, even if I wasn't a big Dead fan and yeah. I was at this show, like, I probably had heard that song. I was, you know, had there's, lived there's, through that time, and 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 it's played here much more. Uh, it's it's just so much slower than it used to be in yeah. the sixties. Sixties ones are have, raucous. I have you know? I have a friend, uh, uh, Jake, who would who would always say like he would he goes to see bands and he's like, oh, they're playing these songs. I know slower and slower. And he's and 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 I think he he had some joke. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember exactly what his yeah. line was, but it was something about how how the almonds will be playing Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> like at the pace of Furley's or something yeah, yeah. Uh, in like five more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's but it's, yeah, they yeah. were slowing a lot of the songs down. Yeah. You know, at this yeah. point, this was sort of that transition. You know, where you know, like I mean, the reinterpretation, like "Friend of the Devil," becomes extremely yeah. slow. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like they all love, which weirdly, or they, love, and they love each other in the in the yeah. first set. They yeah. love each other. The the early versions of "They Love Each Other" very fast, upbeat song, mm-hmm. and then here they slow it down. Right. Yeah, almost probably cut it in half in terms of you know speed and, and turn it into a ballad one 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 song that um that i think we're going to hear in a moment that kicks ass and is super up tempo is the deal on this yeah the deal um because it's just it's just such a showcase for like everything the band does well and even if it's it's a it's a it's a it's a good song it's not yeah. it's not like my favorite garcia hunter song yeah um it's sometimes if it comes up like on a show that i don't care about that much i might not pay attention to it yeah um, but on here it sounds it, so fucking urgent yeah, and, yeah. It ca- and it captures i think what people think that that is yeah i think right. i think that's what's important and so uh, deal from barton hall university
That's a pulse check. It's a if you're yeah, a pulse, yeah, yeah. if you're That's alive, if you're alive, you respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bruce. Anybody have feelings? You feel what I feel? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, that is and, and that is Jerry is uh, at least geriatric. Don't be dumb. Where where he just unleashes the uh, the tiger guitar at that point and and it's fire. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is it's the fire emoji before we had the words for the fire yes. emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think that a song like that, or if you if you want to go back through the set list a little yeah. bit, a song like that, a song uh, into the lazy That's... lightning supplication. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you get another brown eyed woman. You get a mama tried with is a yeah. cover. It's a crowd pleaser. It is the dead did make it their own, but they didn't. The weird thing about Mama Tried and the Dead yeah. is they did not replace. Uh, Merle Haggard's version. No. So not fade away was like clearly like there are people that just don't know Buddy Holly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. There's nobody on the fucking planet that doesn't know Merle Haggard did that version. Yeah, did that version of the song. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it that track cements uh or or is in the plus column for this being the greatest dead show of all time. Yeah. What I what I will say about this though is that uh beyond that track, the set list is super safe. It is. Yeah. And 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 it's it's it they couldn't have been thinking about this at the time they were playing the show, but it it is prepackaged for the safest parts of the dead. And as such, like I, I would say, uh, there are other uh, like the Buffalo Show mm-hmm. on the set, yeah, specifically. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, that, I'm partial that are to that. completely like better shows. Yeah. So why do you think this one in particular, as great as it is, and, and it's hard to say that because like yeah, it's hard to say because, because all of this is good, right? Yeah. And right. I've been listening to Dead for like thirty years, so there's there's different types of shows though. Like the Buffalo show, mm-hmm. when you open the show with help Slipknot Franklin's, <laughs> yeah. like you're setting the tone. Yep. You're you're coming Spe- out. Especially sharp. when you nail that what, Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. And, so, uh, so you're coming out like, charging. Oh, these are dumb hippies talking about what tone are you setting? You're, I mean, you're doing a three song medley that when combined, which is r- relatively all up upbeat yep really yep. rock pretty much rocking yeah franklin's driving grooving, driving songs driving yeah. Yeah. and the, the trio of those songs to open your show with 25 minutes yep of just solid music you know to to, to, to like get it going is a, is a different experience than say okay we're going to open with a, like a, a blues cover yeah. So are, are, a five minute cover, and then we're gonna do a really slow song, "Loser." Right, like right. that's a totally you're 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 sort of setting the tone in a different in a but, different but, way. But you know? Like, what tone are you setting? Are you setting like the tone? Is the tone like strap in? Because this is this yeah, is yeah like, it might yeah. be. And, like, and, we're and going that's to, exactly we're, like, we're going we're, to be adventurous. Yeah, tonight. we're we're not gonna like. And sometimes there were shows like that. It's like we're gonna go high from the beginning, and we're just mm-hmm. gonna keep it. We're gonna sustain it there. Yeah. Or there were shows that okay, we're going to do what I feel this one does is it does, like, it's a slow rise. 
Mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing from start to finish well and it it's, is the, it's just like it doesn't and then some shows are yeah. like let's do a really quick up and then we'll come way down and then we'll go up and yeah. down and up and down where this one i have this show I, does not have pacing problems at no all. it's just yeah. this nice yeah. slow rise yep and the more and, and the, and and the morning builds is, and, is yeah and then it builds epic. into that it builds into that basically yeah, yeah, yeah. which is one of their oldest songs you yeah know? i i think the the um, I'm, I'm, I've always been partial. So when we talk about five, eight as, as the best show ever, it's probably because there's no one who's, and I haven't listened to all 2000 Grateful Dead shows, but sure. I've listened to several hundred. Yeah. Um, and there's no version of my list of like the five best shows they've ever played yeah. that probably doesn't include Cornell. That doesn't include it. Yeah. Right. So even if it's not number one, for some people it's always on the short list yeah if it's yeah. it it's it's the the lowest it it drops for most people is like three or four <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of yeah, your yeah, top yeah. five right and that's yeah, if you're yeah. being really contrarian yeah 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 um, Yeah, because a lot of people there are a lot of other shows that people like to throw in the mix to say oh well yeah. have you heard these yeah you know and, well I, I and and i would even say like there there are probably um uh, you know, I can, I, I know Miles Davis is kind of blue, like from beginning to end. Yeah, right? yeah, I know yeah. like every freaking note on that album. Yeah. Um, there were probably other, uh, jazz albums in 57 or 58 that are as interesting or as good, Yeah. but they just, they just aren't the one that I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. there is, so you can't get away from this, from this bias, but then the issue, like we were talking about with the tapes is that the bias exists because people kept deciding that this was the show to pass on. Yeah. yeah. Like the reason so many people know it is because every single time when people like us were asked by someone who said, Hey, which, which one show of yours should I tape? Cause I'm only here for this one night. Right. And I want to take a grateful dead show on the road with me tomorrow on a cassette. Like, Five eight was the one that was chosen. Yeah, yeah, and more often than others. Yeah. Not, yeah. not because it was received I don't knowledge think more or often. something. I think it was, it was chosen. It, yeah, is, yeah, like this is this is how this is being marketed. Yeah, this is how it's like this is the yeah. holy grail. But, but you know, we, we, you bring up a good point, Eduardo. I think that it made me think of there is, and I know I have it. I get some comfort from listening to the Scarlet Fire Jam yeah. because of my yeah. familiarity with is it, it. Is it the best Scarlet Fire Jam? I'm not saying whether it's the best one. I'm saying it's the is one it the that, it's, it's the one that I am most familiar with. Okay. So I get I get I, I do get a sense of comfort when I when I do hear it or listen to it because I know it almost note for note at this point yep. because I've listened to it so many times or it's just been on. A, a yeah. very, very wise old friend of mine who I, who I haven't seen in a long time um, named Mari. Uh, I remember she talked about her when she got married um, and she was always a very kind of spiritual, religious oriented person. She was uh, very theologically oriented. And, and, um, and, and, I, and I remember asking her about the decision to get married. And she mm-hmm. said that, that the most important thing for her about that decision was realizing that it was a decision. Which okay. is to say, the fates didn't conspire to put her with this person. It wasn't some some god saying yeah. you two will be in each other's paths. It was that she said, "I could have married any number of people." Yeah, but I'm choosing to marry John. Yeah, and the fact that I'm choosing to marry John is the thing that makes this special. The fact yeah. that 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 I that that's I chose what makes this. me me. Yeah, yeah, and so and so on some <laughs> level, 
everyone has chosen five eight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everyone has right. chosen that scarlet fire. Like yeah. and so it's not it's not that like somehow there was this deterministic thing that yeah. happened that was beyond yeah. our control. We've all chosen it. We all went into the jury room and deliberated yeah. for hours <laughs> right. and hours about yeah. which years one it was. No, yeah. it was just like the, the, over time. The jury room of our heads. Yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah, all went yeah. we all retreated into yeah. it and we came out of it with, yeah. with Cornell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. It's yeah, yeah, that's that's why it's a great question, Kevin. You know, is scar is this scarlet fire the best scarlet fire it's, it's like it's the one that i chose it's the one that i know it's the one that i constantly want to return to yeah yeah it doesn't have to be is really the question yeah it doesn't have to because be, yeah. i think what we're talking about in both of these hours that we've spent with the dead is how to get people into the dead yeah yeah i i think i think this is a thing you need in, in your life yeah yep yep like this is this is whatever type of music you like you need it. Actually, I'll backtrack that. I think if you're an American, yeah, yeah, I don't mean that as the American music. Yeah, I don't mean that as like America. No, no, no. But, no. I, but I think if you're an American who wants to understand like what makes us American, yeah, and, and you're Brazilian. And I had I had it. never listened to the Dead until uh, the second time we moved here in nineteen, yeah. you know, in the nineties. Yeah, so. because yeah. because I don't yeah. know, it, it can be enjoyable, but I, I don't know if it had the same relevance. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't get played. It's not understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is it? It, it yeah. is. It is purely the and i think the numbers bear this out it, it is the best example of american exceptionalism in music mm -hmm. period like this yeah. is when you talk about the canon of american music like this is actually it this is yeah. at the root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is this is the greatest american rock band absolutely yeah, period. yeah right usually period. It's just yeah period this yeah. is uh you can't even say like this is the American Beatles. Like it's so different, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah no, right. Just... But but this is this is the just like the band is the greatest American uh, Canadian. They are they right. are three 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 fourths Canadian. Mm -hmm. Yep. But this is like it or not, kids. This is the this is the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. the reason and the reason is 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 they earned it. Yeah. They they, they, they did, did, did the craft. When you to, talk with people, yeah. do this, yeah, uh, artists about like doing the uh, working in a form. They worked the form. They changed the form. They defined the form. They created. Well, business. they created, they created a form. They created a form. It. That, yeah. that and that is the, the different. Yeah. When when people say, "Oh, well, what's the?" You know, you say they're the greatest American band because I have. I've had this discussion many times with many people. And it, well, me. yeah, I know we've had it many <laughs> yeah. times and. People are always like, well, okay, well, like explain that to me. I and that's the thing I always come back to. It's like they it's not about the songs. It's actually about the idea that they created a new form of music. It's but, all about form. It's like jazz. It's like why is Miles well, Davis and culture? Yeah. Why are right, they significant? Right. They create a new form. Why is James Brown significant? He created a form. But it's also right. about, you know? about it's also about them honoring that form and, yeah, honor, and, and honoring, honoring, yeah. honoring the history. Using the history to create uh, a new form. Because you know? American music is very specific in, in how it came up. It's built on African Americans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Period. If mm -hmm. you have an opinion other than yeah. that, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, it is uh we have a dirty history, clearly. Yep. yep. And and by the sixties though, we had the civil rights movement like in full effect and, and things were working out, but th there were always people who weren't these like evil ambassadors yeah. of like trying to yeah. like crush this. And, and these were one of them. 
Yeah. I, I think, and these were that understood. Yeah. That, that like, if if you can draw, like, the only place, honestly, you can draw soul from is from some swamp in Mississippi. Yeah. Like, that's a fact. Yeah. You, you can't get that. People try, and people now resonate to things like that in 2017 because Mm -hmm. it's so diluted but the reality is if you if you listen to robert johnson yeah if you listen to the staples singers if you listen to any of that stuff which these people were they were they did yeah exactly you know not robert johnson (laughs) right no but (laughs) but but if you if you listen to that then you understand it's, it's the difference between going out and trying to just do something awesome like yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do it and yeah. going out and doing something that honors your culture yeah and honors the culture that built your culture exactly and respecting that yeah. paying yeah. respect yeah. to yeah. that in your own new way because look yeah. modern yeah. modern jam bands yeah are rich white kids yeah mm-hmm. fuck all that yeah like, but this was not that yeah this this was Building yeah. in, I mean, even we we've been busted on for two hours. We've been busted on Mickey Hart, but you know what Mickey Hart did? He traveled the fucking world. It, first yeah. off, America, yeah, yeah, and finding all these rhythms that were not germane to Caucasian people. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, absolutely. I mean, a year later, they're out playing at the pyramids, right. like in Giza, right? You know, it's like like that idea, like, hey, we should well, go that play. Was sort of a cheesy myth. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Exactly, but yeah, bringing that. But I think one of the things, not just, they didn't progress in the development of form of the music. They, I feel like they also brought a new way of approaching what it is to be a band yeah. in yeah. the music yeah. industry, in the industry of, you know, of this big, like, how do you navigate that landscape of the music industry? And what they ended up doing is saying, well, here's how we want to do don't. it yeah yeah exactly right. <laughs> we're, we're we're just gonna do our own thing and hope over time and it, it worked out in the end that enough people will kind of jump you know get on the bus you know which is what they sort so they developed literally yeah literally, literally yeah. get the phrase get on the bus <laughs> yeah, exactly about the grateful Dead. yeah exactly yeah. it's yep. like they developed a whole new form of how you survive as a band in the yeah. music yeah. industry that didn't really exist before i don't think and, and i think i think very few bands acknowledge that i know uh bands that we're friends with do yeah our, our friends in ruka ghost squires yeah yeah, Brothers, yeah they absolutely do our friends they, in mail the horns absolutely do yeah uh is this 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 release is part of that though yeah yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 yeah no but that this is part of like like going and recording all of the concerts like i don't were there bands doing that before the grateful dead were doing that i don't think so yeah and like building that into a component of what you do as a like an over like if you look at the big picture of what we do that that is a valuable well, component to the point where it's yeah. like we're gonna have a taper section right at the concerts where you can get a special ticket which, to tape the concert, which is like, born of two <laughs> things. So a, it's realizing that that um, tapers are not a threat; they're actually yeah. gonna help spread your music to people that you would never reach. Yeah. And the other thing is that is that persecuting them would make the concert experience unbearable. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so therefore, you just have to you just have to find a little spot for them and yeah, put yeah. them there. And, and put them behind the soundboard and that way the <laughs> yeah. people who don't want to be there don't have to don't have to be like it but yeah. it's but 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 actually uh, you know Garcia famously said it's and it's funny 
to bring this up because we've spent now a couple hours talking about their music. He basically said, when we're done playing it, we're done with it. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't belong to us anymore. It belongs to you guys. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, so he definitely did not want us obsessively cataloging, archiving, no, 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 and no. discussing all of this stuff. And I read an interview, yeah, even more Bobby was talking about, he's like, and Mickey was talking about it too, give him his, you know, yeah. they're like, we don't really remember, like, we don't yeah. remember individual shows, well, which, I, which I can't would imagine you, you would right, if you played right, of thousands of them. Of course. Because, they're just like, we you're... remember, the, like, the time periods, like, we remember, right. yeah, we remember 77, like, yeah. and what we were kind of doing and what, what was happening in our lives and, right, you know, what right. the general vibe of the music was at that time. But, like, yeah, like, they don't, rem they don't, I don't, I've never heard an account where they say, like, oh, yeah, we remember, like, when we were... You know that that Cornell show but, was the one. You know, think, it's like yeah, yeah. no, the community around that around the band has determined that yeah. they have not determined yeah, that. Yeah, so, think about it in these yeah. terms, though. It's like it's it's a difference between writing a song and being an actual musician. This is a yeah. lesson I think that everybody can take who is trying to be a musician today. We know that the playing field is radically different. We know that there is basically, if you're in a band, if this is what you're trying to dedicate your life to, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there is, there is no more. Um, and I, I blame this on on the public. There is, there is no more mojo left in in the people to go out and and what we're talking about is actively supporting artists. Yeah, and being like, you know what? If you really like that, you have to drop. Yeah, fifteen bucks on an album. Yeah, you have. I mean honestly going to see him at a show is not enough yeah you have to decide what you like there's too much you can't like yeah. everything yeah but but with these guys in particular if you're talking about going out on a show and like remembering the show why would you because yeah. what what yeah. you do is not just write songs and make albums no and and dead basically created this model yeah what, well they didn't they appropriated it. Yeah. They did everything else. It's jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your life is as a performing musician. Every night is a different gig. Yeah. Every, every second is a different yeah. gig that you're doing. And so why would you remember when you played Pardon Hall, which yeah. people have yeah. now yeah. been like, yeah. because to you, that's just a thing that you did. And, and that is actually, I think, a powerful message to any musician out there who appreciates yeah. that or not is that when you get in front of people that, and I, I'm, I'm stealing this from you because yeah, no you worries. joke about this a lot, but like, <laughs> like this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no escape. Yeah. yeah, no. That, yeah. that moment yeah. is happening. Yeah, if it's yeah. good or bad, that's actually, that's on you. Yeah. 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 Completely on the artist. Yeah, yeah. And if it's, Good or bad, mm -hmm. who fucking cares? Because yeah. there's going to be another moment. Yeah, there's right. exactly, and that's their their music and the culture that they cultivated around them really boils down to just that. It was really it was a place where if you could get yourself into really focusing on living in the moment, it was really a, an amazing yeah. experience. That's actually that's, you that's know perfect. Yeah. that was yeah. exactly what it's it was about. It's about being in the moment, being in the moment. You know. Yeah, and, and you and I guess you also know you have sort of the safety net of knowing there's somebody here taping this. If I want to like re relive this moment, you know, like like right. and actually like 
brought your anxiety down, you know? Yeah. So, like, so, so or if I miss that moment, I can... That you and I experienced uh, Dungeon. Oh, that's right. Uh, right yeah. Right. At, at DC9. It got we, to that. They listen, brought it to that we, point. Yeah which, yeah. which listeners, if you aren't in Washington, D.C., DC9 is a, what, like, couple hundred people? Yeah, maybe 200 yeah. people. Maybe, 200 yeah. people thing. It's, it's a great... Great, space, they, have yeah. a, they have a fantastic fried chicken sandwich, yeah. and then you can follow it up with a high life or a middle light or a heavy yeah, beer yeah, yeah, yeah. or like whatever. Yeah. They have a good roof deck, but it, but the point is that room, and they invested in the sound, so it sounds yeah. it sounds great. New it's sound tiny. Sounds it's good. the most intimate, aside from Songbird, yeah. place to see a place, see a band in yeah. DC. And we saw Dunyan, and it was it was that. It yeah. was a dead show. It, it was, was what the dead were trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. It was, we're not there for the hits. No. And there were no hits. There were no <laughs> hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it was, it was like, what is this band going to do? And I think that's what everybody has forgotten, yeah. especially now that, and, and jam bands too. Yeah. Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've lost like, track of that or lost sight like, of it. The dead went out on a mission to play a set every night. Yeah. That's that. That's their life. Yeah. They wake up in the morning and be like, "If I don't make it, if I get through this day and I don't play my guitar, my drums, my bass, yeah, like I don't feel good it's about myself day. as a human." Yeah. And that is lost. Well, it's. In, I'm really Except glad for Dungeon. I'm really glad you brought <laughs> that up because at that Dunyan show, which if you're not familiar with them, they are a Swedish psychedelic <laughs> rock band. Out there. They have some other projects they dabble in. I think The Amazing is also kind of part Mm -hmm. of that group. Um, But it was really interesting to watch the audience as you moved through that show. Because I think because like exactly what you said, like because people are not used to this anymore. At first, it was like kind of uncomfortable. People were like, Mm -hmm. what the hell is this? And then people sort of loosened up a little bit and you sort of saw it in the audience and then about three quarters of the way through that, yep. there was this moment where it was like all of a sudden everyone was just locked in with the band and everyone was living in the moment and you could feel it. Like you could feel the energy in the room. You were just like, what? I texted and we my looked lady, at each other. I, I was like, lady, yeah. what is going I, I, on? I, I texted was... Daria like Dungeon is made of stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 45 <laughs> like, year old men should not say shit like yeah. that, but I did. Yeah, but they, it, it was it was really interesting to reflect on that in the way that we have, because it made me realize, wow, I haven't had that experience right. since for and you a long have time. It, you can yeah. have it. You can have long it in a dead show. Or yeah. You can have it listening to it. Yeah, you like, can. That's what, yeah. That's, you can put yourself. That's the crazy part about yeah. like this. Having, having the quality yeah. of the set yeah, be as can. high as it is. It, it literally, it, it allows you well, to have we, that moment. We've all again. listened to Flax. Flax, yeah, Flax yeah. is a sort of hilarious uh, codec <laughs> compression technique, but but it's know, fully lossless. <laughs> well, yeah, fully lossless yeah. for a lossy recording. Yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> but but you know, you you get this like crisp recording and stuff, yeah. and it isn't. Uh, we it always has that sheen of like yeah, yeah. It's a tape, you know, it's a tape. Yeah, this sounds like you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This captures it does. It the, does. somehow, and I don't know what it is. If whether it's just the slight reverb or it somehow captures that energy. Yeah, it's like instilled into the recording, and and it's there for us to enjoy and reengage with into the future whenever we want to. 
whenever we need that time to get back into the moment. So, 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 to, so, to sort of wrap this up here. Uh, unless anybody else wanted to go down another wormhole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can. Yeah. Um, first question: Is this the best Grateful Dead show, Andre? <laughs> For me, yeah, yes. Eduardo, uh, I don't, I don't think there is a greatest Grateful <laughs> yeah. Dead show. I'm so, with you. Yeah, I, I, this will change. When I'm 46, this will change when I'm 56. Yeah, this will change point. when I'm mm-hmm. 65. I don't have a favorite color. I don't have yeah. like a favorite what? food. I I don't have a favorite Grateful Dead show. No. Okay. So, uh, it's a really fucking good show, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really fucking good show, but it's not the best. It is not the best. The best. The best depends on you. Yeah. The listener, not you. I'm mm-hmm. not pointing anybody in this room. Like this is the best depends on you. And they're they're so basically there's no wrong answer, right? Right. It's like it's like wine or beer. Yeah. Whatever whatever you like whatever is the best like, kind, yeah. right? Why, why are you hating on Zima? Just leave it yeah. out. Yeah. Of yeah. There if you sorry. like Zima, if Zima is your yeah. thing, then Zima is the best malt liquor. What Zima the fuck? Gold I, don't, I don't know for the way yeah. category it goes into. Um, so as a release, then what we're looking at a uh, buy it or try it or pass. Like what? Start go back around the circle here. Yeah, Eduardo. If you've never bought anything by the Grateful Dead, you should buy this. Um, if you have, you've presumably already bought it. Um, I bought the fuck out of it, yeah. so I think it's. I think it's <laughs> how does one do that? Entail that process. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you smash this, the. <laughs> <laughs> like so hard. I'm 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 thinking about the the grammar and the syntax of yeah. I bought the fuck out of it. So I only really purchased the fuck out of the thing that I bought. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I don't know if it. we said that this actually this show was put out on its own. It, it was. was yeah. Well, that's why we're doing it. You can, yeah. You can, yeah. You can, you can, you can buy this one on because yeah. right now yeah. you can yeah. you you have to buy the the three shows yeah. last week or last Monday that we talked about. Yeah. You have to buy those. Right. Yeah. If you want to hear them. If you want to hear The Barton Hall show is yeah. available on, on streaming services everywhere. Yeah. 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 And you can buy Which a physical is, version of just, a, just we, that we, one we, show. There's a final Real release. Quickly, yeah. in, like, in like a minute, we, we can get into that how genius a marketing strategy that is. Because you have this huge product, right? And you have this thing that like everybody should have. Yeah. But you're just like, you know what? We're going to withhold some of it. And I think that's the way to do it. First one's free, is, man. Yeah, pe- yeah. <laughs> yeah, first one's free. No, yeah. for, exactly, because people yep. are like, yeah. I'm going to refrain all my music from streaming. They don't like yeah. streaming. Like, that's bullshit. Because you don't have anything else to offer. The dead do. Yeah. Yep. yep. So they, they can, like, drop, the, they just hang this out in front of you. It's v- very specifically, in this set, there is 5-9, yep. <laughs> right? There is yeah. the next night, Buffalo, yeah. which, yep. which, which if you love Cornell, you should listen to Buffalo if you haven't. Yeah. yeah. Andre? Oh, I'm, well, I've already bought it, so. <laughs> yeah. I already own it, but what, but that's what you would say. Yeah, I would say yeah. if 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 you're gonna, I'm gonna second Eduardo's comments. If if you're if you're gonna buy a Grateful Dead thing, or you're going yeah. to get some music in your life from them, this is this is the thing to buy. I'm actually gonna say try it, Do man. It. Here's why. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a buy. Yeah. Like, this, 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 this is this is. Um, in my in my heart, I I am a try because I think what I just said. The, whatever the Grateful Dead means to you, 
is different from person to person. Yeah. There's something magical that we didn't really talk about, we don't need to talk about, of how that meaning ties all of us together. You can walk up to, like, if you know a dead fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You always have something to talk about. You always, yeah. there's always something. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, that version, their version of the dead is radically different from yours. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is a show I've been listening to for now 15 years. Rendered at the highest possible quality yeah. that it could be. And, and if I'm like, if I have to hand it off to somebody and be like, you should do this. Yeah, this is, this is a buy it. Buy it for your friends. Uh, and do more research than we did. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. because literally, like, look, uh, we're, we're just down here. This has been fun. This has been like yeah. a three-hour process yeah. of working through this entire release, not just that. But there is a piece of America in this music, in mm -hmm. this band specifically, that you could devote PhDs to, you could devote... People have. Yeah. People yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. You, you could devote museums to, you could devote all this. Yeah. And you need to look at it and think about, like, why that is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us are fans because we don't know the answers and we keep journeying. Yeah. 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 And figuring it out. Yeah. And... And and even though we've talked for three hours, the conversation will continue for the rest of our lives about yeah. to, to sort of understand. You guys understand. might even have a Grateful Dead podcast of your own. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 it is... Yeah, we haven't covered the lot scene yet. We need right, a whole episode right. on the lot scene. <laughs> you, you, Shakedown you, Street. You can... Yeah. Is it important to the social structure... Of American 2017? I don't know. I, I mean, well, I mean, we talked about it earlier, and this is maybe for the podcast three of, you know, the dead have recently bubbled up again. Yep. Yeah. And they're, there they're was relevant. even articles about, like, their relevancy within, you know, the social landscape of music. Mm -hmm. And well, sort of pe people recognizing that again. I feel like every 25 years, it sort of bubbles back up and yeah. people are like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, and then it's sort of like, then people are like, oh, then they kind of beat it back down. And then it just, it bubbles up on its own or people, you know, through through this. And that's very interesting of what it is. What is it about them well, that their, allows? Their, their relevancy is, yeah. is, is, is because they are like we said sort of at the beginning of this podcast, uh, literally the greatest American rock and roll yeah. band has ever been. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they keep bubbling like, up. Like so, <laughs> whether you so like it or you, not, you can disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're wrong. Yeah. You, you you can feel like you don't know enough about that. Look into it. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You, there's a lot of things you can do, but you can't dispute that fact. Like this is yeah. this is the Greatest American band. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Springsteen came from the dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything you love came from what these guys, yeah. who were just a bunch of dumb fucking hippies, <laughs> hanging out in San yeah. Francisco, doing it on doing their own terms. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and 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 had a love for uh, beat poetry. They were yeah. all in that scene. Well, had they were there. Had, yeah, had a love, but. Honestly, had a love for America that they they knew enough that in order to sort of be eternal, they had to understand 
our history. Yeah. It's what Grail Marcus calls the old weird America, I think. Yeah. The, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, triple bye for this. <laughs> uh, Cornell. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming down. This is fun. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, we tried, we wanted to get uh, Casey Ray down here. Sorry he didn't make it bar. Bro. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is good. Uh, so go ahead and get it in the... There it is, our mega-sized uh, director's cut, if you will, of, of our Get Shown the Light discussion. It was, um, yeah, I mean, uh, listening to it is fun. Doing it was a whole lot of fun. We've, we've, we've done stuff like that, but not really on mic. <laughs> I think now. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. we realize it. But, it, you, know, uh, you know, part of what, this is the type of episode that has made this whole thing great for me because it's really like has recorded our lives onto some weird platform that's just going to be out there uh maybe forever i don't know i don't know yeah. we've changed the show's certainly changed I, I don't i mean can you see doing like a four-hour podcast no yeah no, I think I think I think the world has changed in ways that make uh, the four hour <laughs> podcast uh, a relic of the past. And that's a good thing. Tell that to Van Swain. Well, but if you if you were around when it was permissible, yeah. then you had a good time yeah, doing this. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, you know, maybe you, you were just revisiting that because you like missed that episode or or, you know, didn't ever listen to the whole thing. Uh, maybe you're like, hey, when are they going to talk about the Grateful Dead? And uh, that, yeah. that's it. You know, we are going to have uh, Eric from Fruit Pets on at some point to talk about that '90s stuff. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. super hyped for that. The without a net is is without a doubt the most influential dead album for me. Uh, it, it turned me on to everything, even though I'd heard all kinds of other stuff. That was the one that like opened things up because it starts with like feel like a stranger, like a we- yeah. just such a weird song, and it was like oh okay, these guys are weird. <laughs> get it i i now give myself permission to like get into this um so yeah uh coming up in the next few weeks we are almost done with the season uh we are gonna have next week we're gonna have a brand new one talking about chessa rich's new album deeper sleeper which i think we both loved so yeah good. it's so good um you can get that now i don't know if the vinyl sold out i know it was super small run but without even hearing our discussion, you listen to the album, and then you'll be like, uh, "I don't need to hear you guys talk." <laughs> but you should because it works you enjoy too. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So we'll be back. Um, I promise the next one won't be four hours long. It, it'll be five. <laughs> Just go.